What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Rousing Fly Casual. Hey, guess what? We have got a sweet, sweet lineup for you. It's reviews and it's discussion night. We're going in deep on, we're going to be looking back on Return of the Jedi, following up on what we've done every other week so far. But also, before we get into that, we've got reviews and we're going to be taking a look back in time to see what people like us used to say back in the good old dizzies. You're going to want to stick around for another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! Hello. Uh-oh. Hey. 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 Swing your partner around round do do and don't fall down. Right? I'll try. Yeah. Yep. We're that's what, thanks, that's, Mater. That's what the... Alaman uh, left. That's what the, uh, the the callers for the square dancing, they actually chanted out like it's a uh, uh, an army training jogging tune, right? That was accurate? Mm-hmm. Dude. Yep. The cadence. I remember yeah. when I was in middle school and they made us do square dancing. Yes, dude. I yes, went, me too. I yeah. went to middle school in a different <laughs> yep, state and me too. Oh, man. Yep. Was we that had, a Midwest thing or is that too. like all over? I don't know, man. It must be a Midwest thing. But even Jeez. we were all we were all woke enough even then to go, this isn't normal, right? <laughs> like, no, see, no, you're part. I know, like we're we're sitting there in like our way, been budget cuts. We were all sitting there wearing our, our like early Mike Kurt Rambis shorts that they assigned to us, right? <laughs> and the t-shirts that were like one color on one side and one color on the other side, so you could flip them in and out, so be on different teams. You could have whites and blues. Yeah, you know, and they had a they had a white part in the middle you wrote you your wrote last your name, name yeah write your name on the little <laughs> banner in the middle oh, the man yeah. they taught us at gym class and then they made us perform for our parents ah. yes. oh that yes. sucks oh man. man that's what it was like back in the 30s yeah. that's rough I remember well they didn't have partner, tv back then her name was chris clark I remember. Hey, wait, I remember. Mike, Mike, they didn't have enough girls. Don't don't assume. assume Mike went to an all boys school. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not assuming anything. Chris Clark. Yeah, man. So I wish you good at it. I mean, did she have her? Did she have her a parade down? I just yeah. Yeah. Did she Alaman left when she was supposed to go left? (laughs) (laughs) No, man. We were we were killer. Yeah, got her done. Yeah. I I remember. I I do remember one of my partners. I don't remember. Her name, but this stands out, and this is horrible, and I'll tell it anyway. Uh, when we had a, <laughs> never I remember this before. girl. We we had a day where it was like the we would go up, and there was a room that had all like the the workout equipment. It was like the the room above the gym, right? It's above the locker rooms. Actually, we go up there, and we're all you know, and they blow the whistle every three minutes. You go to the next thing, and like, all right, now I'm lifting weights. Now, okay, now I'm going over to this. And what is what is it? The leg lift thing. We get up, and it's just like it's just you get up, you leg plant press? your elbows. No, it wasn't a press. You get up, hmm. and you like you you put your back into it. And you get up, and you like you have to step on these little like stirrup step things. You get up, and you you hold on hmm. to these uh these the, you you the shock things. Yeah, the shock paddles. You put your fist on that, what? and then you just lift your knees up and down in midair. Did you wander into a sex shop? Yeah, that, yeah man. I'm, well, I don't that's kind of where I'm going, because when I was in middle school, <laughs> things could happen at the drop of a hat. Y'all know, all the, all, the, all the young gentlemen know what I'm talking about. Like, in middle school, you don't have power of attorney over every part of your body. I see, right. You see what I'm saying? That happened. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't, so, I don't have power of attorney over my body now. <laughs> yeah, but that's a whole different set of issues. <laughs> I, when a 40-year-old I, napping does not count as a boner in third <laughs> <laughs> I need that nap. Peeing just before you get to the toilet is not what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I... <laughs> now Mike's clutching. 
scratching his chest. <laughs> because he's done Heart it several times. What I'm so no. anyway, I, I was always nervous to get on this thing because like one time I got on it and, you know, things happened. And I was like, all right, in these little Kurt Rambis shorts, I can't risk that so i would always like get in like intentionally get into a conversation with somebody and never actually get up on the thing like i would just find a way to stall well i did that and then i moved on to the next station and she moved to that station she hops right up goes and starts doing the leg lifts on the thing and then she goes oh my gosh and gets down and like the three of us dudes that we're all just chatting because we're all stationed each other we were like stop and we look and we're like what's wrong she goes i just pissed myself <laughs> oh, I don't know why I laughed. Oh, wow. And of That's course, not, my mind is going, that. it happens to girls too, but in like a <laughs> really <is> weird <laughs> way. <laughs> and she had to actually, she had to go excuse herself because she, yeah, that was my, my, wow. uh, that All was right. my, I see you why you would remember you that. Yes. You should have peed before up. class. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, usually the going, but just throw anything oh, anywhere, Mike. That's fine. I'm, I'm trying. Thank you. It, it wasn't really pee. It, I don't, that's the thing. I don't know. If she Whoa. knew what was happening to her body at the time. It's, it's P. It was Whoa. P. It might have been P. It might have been. It might have been, been you, work under that ab- <laughs> I know, dude. Assumption it was P. She, she might have been like, mm. Yep. Yep. Oh, She's yeah. looking at me down there doing sit-ups while someone held my sneakers. Yeah. Trying hard not to fart in front of everybody. <laughs> that happens all days. the time. Licking her lips. Oh, yeah. Do you guys, do you, did you guys ever fart? In gym what? class when someone was holding Hell your yeah. shoes. Uh, That's how I got my presidential fitness award. <laughs> <laughs> Signed by Ronald Reagan. That's right. <laughs> no, no, not for me. Like <laughs> Mine point? wasn't signed by Reagan. Oh. This, this has been Bush Billy. Or, Bush or Clint? Billy. Billy? That would have been Billy. <laughs> Billy Bush, middle school. Yeah. From Hollywood Insider or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. I don't know signed if that's Signed by George Washington. Clinton, what? Clinton was 92? Yeah, ninety three. Well, ninety three. He started in ninety three. Yeah, I guess that would have been the tail end there, wouldn't it? Wouldn't what? It? What are you talking about? of middle school for people who aren't oh. really, really old? Gotcha. That's the cutoff. Kind of old. <laughs> That's the cut. Yeah, for, for yeah. most people, predominantly for old. most people after ninety two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's around the same time we were in middle school. Just as Saturday Night Live was stopping being cool. You yeah, you understand. I loved Saturday Night Live. No way, man. I don't know what Adam Sandler was on there. Yeah, Yeah, that's the best. Dude, Sandler, Farley. Come on, man. Yeah, you're literally talking the peak right before it started going downhill, man. Oh, man, it was good stuff. That's when they all started falling out of the thing, man. It was just like, you're like, well, the only people left are David Spade and Tim Meadows. What what year did did, uh, Will Ferrell? Ferrell. I want to say that was 94. I want to say it was 94. I'm going to say 95. Look it up. Come on, oh, figure it out. Figure this shit out. Like, oh, I don't I don't, I'm Nobody, to what? Be I don't know if that's worth my Welcome, time. Welcome, ladies and right. gentlemen, to Fly Casual, the Star Wars podcast. <laughs> when did Will Ferrell join us now? Uh, I'm Corey over there. It's Mike. <laughs> Hi. How you doing, Corey? Oh, I'm, I'm researching. Good. You doing 94 to 95. Oh, there you go. He was yeah. only on there a year. It says after SNL's oh, decline. First, in, well, well, first, actually, this is what Google puts at the top. What it, Google extracted from Wikipedia. After SNL's decline in popularity in 94 to 95, eat crap and Ooh. die. It actually says that in comma Mike on Wikipedia. Actually. And Anita, full cast members the next season, producer saw the groundlings and asked uh, 
Farrell Catan, Cherry Terry to audition for SNL's mate. So they did in 95. Nice. Boom. Okay. Yeah, they That's had a huge, cast. they had a huge Nailed revamp. It. They had a huge revamp. I think everybody yeah. was let go. It was one of the couple times. David Spade. And Tim Meadows. And Tim Meadows. Yeah. Right. It was, yeah, it was on there forever. It was right. They actually, it was one of the couple of times where Saturday Lives literally hit the re. They've done it before. They yeah, did it the in the reboot, 80s said, it's reboot. a whole new cast because we know we done effed up. <laughs> and then so then we got the Spartan cheerleaders and Cheerio Terry yelling at people okay. in her lawn. So do yourself and a favor. We got Molly Shannon doing superstar. Do yourself a favor. Love and, that movie. And um, not me. Look at YouTube Will Ferrell's first skit on SNL. It's pretty funny. Wait, oh really? It's hilarious. Is it the cowbell one? No, no that came. That wasn't that was too far behind. That was a couple of years later. But yeah, no, Cowbell one's that that one's classic. But see, remember Cowbell yeah. had Horatio Sands and Jimmy Fallon in it, so that was years oh, yeah. later. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good one though. He recently he did, did that on the on the Fallon show. Oh, did he? He broke out the old. He did a a, a drum contest against some famous. I th- I don't know what band he was from, but some famous band member that looked just like him. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it was funny. Nice. I bet that was, that was incredible. Great. Magic control, Stephen J. Howie. <laughs> yeah. So to Joshua Troyer, yes. um, Nazarene. Oh, I was going to ask if we ever responded to that email. <clears throat> Listen, uh, yeah. I don't know how to use email, Mister Troyer, uh, listener of the show, had listened to Josh's drunken rambling. Our uh, Josh from Kokomo. Uh, mm-hmm. Drunken ramblings about renting a VCR <laughs> and me jumping right on board that train as hard as I could at the time um, and said, wow, are you guys Nazarene or brethren in Christ? Like just immediately just I've narrowed this down. <laughs> yeah. And the funny part about that is that four of the five of us present on that podcast were raised Nazarene. Um, however, uh, interesting tidbit. Uh, my great 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 grandfather or so was the founder of the Brethren Christ Church. Just saying, what? freaking Christian royalty—that's a thing, right? Me, yeah. mm-hmm. boom! Sure, I'm going to have the biggest mansion be, in heaven. That would be the opposite of what you get. No, oh. because the first comes last, and last comes first. Oh, oh snap! The Lord works on lifeo. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's horrible. Speaking of horrible, cross pond down a few minutes, Garrick, not Jay Hardy. Oh, that was a bad intro. Oh man, I I, I, I set so the bar low so you can just bound right over it. Now now I got a fever, and the only prescription is more Star Wars. Oh, oh you see what I did? Oh, I, then what I, are we took it, I made it into for? a it's thing time for some reviews. Oh yeah, just doing a sit up there. That was me doing a sit-up. If I do 30 more sit-ups, I can get a sweet patch. Get her done. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, guys. I totally did cut one in front of gym class at the sit-ups, but only only oh, the guy yeah. holding my shoes knew it, and he was so Joe cool about it. He's, he, he literally looks me nice. We're middle school, where everyone will take the opportunity to sell it anybody, oh, looks me yeah. right in the eye and goes... Don't even sweat it, bro. Happens to the best of us. Oh. And I'm <laughs> like, a bro. you are a god amongst men. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What a bro. That guy was the best. I don't, remember. Bro, I don't even remember what he looked like, but he was the best. What a bro yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. bro Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so for, before we get into reviews, I'll do a special segment oh, here. Oh, boy. For you guys. What? Yeah. So, you know, we, we are on Twitter, you know. And these new Star Wars movies is a coming out. And uh, we uh, we like to do a little speculating, right? 
this yep. whole episode used to be about speculating until uh we ran out of things to speculate about. <laughs> We're doing fillers with no, no, that's hey, not true. No, we love talking fillers. about not, <laughs> not fillers. fillers. No, things this is good that stuff. Make us happy and nostalgic. Yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah. Did you know, guys? Please. That people before the Twitters, before podcast, before even the internet itself, before the dark times, before the dark times, people actually speculated about the Star Wars movies before they even came out. What? Even back then. You used to so say people had a brain? So you're saying, well, how do we know this? How, 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 how do we have record of this? Mm-hmm. Because there's no internet. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, through a magazine called Starlog. Oh, yes. Starlog was my jam. Starlog magazine, which was originally started in 1976. Intended orig- to read on the toilet. Yes. Because yep. to make That's your right. logs. Drop the logs. Drop it a log. Read it was original, uh, Just in case originally got a- the joke. Logs. Yeah, it's like yeah. a poo log. Yeah. <laughs> Get it, poop. Get it. Get it. Is originally uh, from its name. You maybe have gathered. It's originally supposed to be a Star Trek magazine, mm-hmm. but they were actually one of the original uh, places that the Star Wars movie was first announced. That was under development. Have you guys seen my Starlog uh, issue that I have? That's got the X wings on the cover. Yeah, uh, yeah. A friend of mine that I used to work with just showed up one day because I found this in an old box. I thought he might have to have it. And I'm like, you are a god amongst <laughs> men. You're like hiding farts from the rest of gym class. That's how cool you are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so people would send their uh, speculation in letters to the editor to Starlog magazine, starting as far back as the end of A New Hope. Dude, it was the message <laughs> boards of yesteryear. Yeah, basically. And so for the kids were listening. The message boards were the internet of yesteryear. So we for you to go to the store and buy a paper magazine. Yeah. What does that mean? You go to the I library. You had to use your fingers from. to turn the page somehow. Tweezers. I don't Tweezers. I don't understand like how using that works. a rotary phone, man. Yeah. What the hell? Oh, uh, we all watch that Facebook video. So I like to read a few of my favorite speculations from before the empire strikes back <laughs> premiered. Oh <laughs> <right>. boy. This <laughs> is a new yeah. segment. Is this, we have a new segment yeah. here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, think, I think we should uh, do something about that. It should be, yeah. what, what's our new segment called? It's called, uh, the rumors of star Wars. Power. <laughs> so in March of 1978, an intrepid reader of star log magazine wrote in dear star log. There's been an argument in our house about Darth Vader. My dad already awesome thinks he's a robot, but I don't. <laughs> yes, I, rem- I had this argument with yes. the uninformed. Most people did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So of course, Starlog replies, "Well, Darth Vader, the malevolent Dark Lord of the Sith, is not a robot. Not a Vader's robot." S- Stiff robotic looks arise from an incident during his Jedi youth. In a recent issue of Rock Fanzine, George Lucas explained that after killing Luke's father, Darth Lying brought, <laughs> fought Ben Kenobi. During the duel, he fell into a volcano. His horribly mutilated body is now housed in his metallic suit. Originally a awesome. working iron. See, lung. I never knew where the volcano <laughs> thing came. Everybody knew it. Yeah. By the time that we were of age to give a crap about this stuff, everybody who was steeped in fandom, I should say, all the hardcore fans knew that it was from a that a volcano or lava was involved. Right. That was always but in I didn't the know where that actually public consciousness. 
Yeah, so it was originally in a rock fanzine. I guess George Lucas gave a interview and uh, I guess originally maybe uh, Vader wasn't supposed to be his father or maybe from a certain point of view. He well, was somebody. Some people, pro- somebody probably yeah. knows, but I wonder if Lucas just totally pulled that out of his ass on the spot. <laughs> some people claim <laughs> Volcanoes that during, or something, whatever. Some people claim that during the development of Empire Strikes Back, that's when he made the final decision to make R- that. happen. Yes. Yes. So, mm-hmm. Yes. That he it wasn't set in stone at that time. No. Well, my understanding is that he was still debating. I don't know yes. when the idea popped in his right. head. That well, he was famously, and I think we've talked about this before, actually in development of Empire that he actually consulted child psychologists yes. and things to, to I see. believe that Porkins kid has that, talked yeah, about this. That's, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah that's exactly yeah. right. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. how, so. how fans and, and the audience have received <laughs> yeah. such news. Are they going to, are they going to torch my house? I just, <laughs> <laughs> and the child psychologist said, children are surprisingly resilient. Fast forward 30 years, George Lucas, four years. Are they going to torch my house? Dude, they're going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> they are going to chase you down. There is nowhere you can hide. Yep. Ain't no ocean wide enough. Or yeah. blue pool. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty funny, right, guys? Right. <laughs> so Great. in October in 1979, another reader wrote in, Dear Starlog, I he- I've heard from a Hollywood trade newspaper recently that the Star Wars film The Empire Strikes Back might introduce a newcomer to epic scoring, Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, the uh, Starlog magazine replied, they've talked to a Lucasfilm LTD employee and they said no while yep. laughing. <laughs> we have no idea not, where that originated. So they said, uh, we are not interested in a singer or Mick Jagger. <laughs> get it? Because he can't sing. Yeah. He's tone deaf. Get it? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So then... Uh, February 1980, just on the cusp of the release of The Empire Strikes Back. Another reader wrote in, Dear Starlog, near the climax, I've heard Han Solo crosses lightsabers with Darth Vader. (laughs) Although Han doesn't really know how to use the weapon, he's doing fairly well. When suddenly the light beams are fused together and Han and Vader's life forces are intermingled. Luke has a chance to be to come to the rescue. But if he kills Vader, might he kill his friend, too? That, that's good stuff. That is amazeballs. <laughs> yeah. Some of the speculation. This is yeah. Oh my god! We need to make that first movie. off. Yeah. First off, they'd have never been so stupid as to have a non-force user fight with a lightsaber effectively. That's not something we'd ever see in a movie. I'm I'm assuming these rumors are coming from viewing of the uh, at this point viewing of the trailer for The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just a guess. Wow. You know what? Hashtag remake Empire. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, let's start that Kickstarter. Hells <laughs> yeah. Remake the greatest movie event of all, okay. all time. I bet we could raise 400 million or so. <laughs> or at least in we like could three hours. <laughs> and then another wrote, uh, reader wrote in, Dear Starlog. Yes, sir. Word has gotten around that the Emperor will make an appearance in The Empire Strikes Back. <gasps> And there's the rumor that he will be played by Orson Welles and voiced <laughs> by Christopher Lee. 
<laughs> wow, really? Okay, first off, yeah. who goes? No. Who goes? You know what? We need Orson Welles for this, but his voice. <laughs> <laughs> we need he something. Really have the chops. We need something more iconic than Orson Welles when we're talking about the voice of the character. Wow. That's uh, that's a yeah yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. We need someone. We need someone more regal and booming and resounding <laughs> than Orson Welles. Who's left? Christopher uh, Lee. Chris Lee's not that know, busy. I don't know Is Dracula. <laughs> we need someone who sounds like Orson Welles but more British. <laughs> so so here's one, dear Starlog. Luke and C-3PO are captured by a horrendous alien, stop motion animated as the story goes, who dumps them into a tank-like prison filled with a breathable liquid. The only way the alien can be killed is to drive a metal stake through his heart. (laughs) The only metal around, unfortunately, is C-3PO. And Luke melts the droid down to fabricate the weapon. Yes! Oh my gosh! Oh, cocaine is a hell of a drug. That is awesome. That's brilliant. Oh, brilliant! Loosen up the bell bottles. Your calf muscles are getting the blood cutting off to your. Oh my god! That is amaze balls. So it's the last one I got here, and this is probably uh, I think all around this is pretty much everyone's favorite. Dear Starlog, mm. it is said that Han Solo and Chewie land on a desert planet where they meet time travelers from Earth's 13th century who are trying to fight off stormtroopers with catapults and crossbows. Through the use of the Force, Luke persuades Darth Vader of the error of his ways and convinces him to enlist with the rebels against the Empire. (laughs) Nice. Star Wars, the voyage home. <laughs> so you see, you know, speculation was it has hasn't changed in forty years. Oh wow, it really makes Twitter same. look sane. That's uh, that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of Darth Vader and King Arthur's court, isn't it? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah the Martin Lawrence movie. <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, Martin Lawrence, not a kid in King Arthur. What was the Martin Lawrence was like the same thing, but it was him. Wasn't yeah. that a film? That sounds yeah. familiar. A no. Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's No, court no, I'm not talking about Mark Twain, bro. <laughs> bro, bro, him. Bro, Seth, come on. <laughs> talking bro about Seth. Martin freaking Shanene Lawrence. <laughs> Shanene. Shanene. Is incredible. Thank you. You're welcome. For I thought you guys would enjoy that. It makes us feel a little less crazy. Yeah. So you think uh, people's Snoke theories suck. Maybe, maybe they don't. <laughs> I mean, they don't just give them some slack, man. Yeah, well, not 13th century time travelers. So yeah, not melting down three PO <laughs> to use him as a spear. <laughs> Although I'd watch that. I think now he truly is the golden rod. <laughs> hey, Hey, nailed there it. it is. Nailed it. That's so guys, review, <laughs> reviews, guys, reviews. had some comics come out yeah. and, uh, specifically I want to discuss star Wars number 52. <gasps> Boy, oh boy. Which had the greatest comic event of In, all yeah, time. Yeah. I'm of so all that, time. I'm so glad that our repetition of this phrase <laughs> never waters down the meaning. <laughs> it will never end. No, because every week is the is the biggest comic event of all time. Uh, keeps getting better of every week. All every time. week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So on this issue is a continuation of uh since uh issue fifty. But in this one, they first 
Name the Rogue Squadron. Bum, bum. So now we get some backstory on how they became named the Rogue Squadron after Rogue One. And it's pretty much exactly what you think it is. They're, they're using the uh, example of Jin Erso and her team getting sacrificed to kind of name themselves going into battle in a hopeless situation in their honor. So I thought that was kind of cool. Well done. Yeah, I like well it. Tie those I love together. these. Yep. I, I again, yeah, exactly. The, the comics stepping up and tying all the new stuff together. Love it. Continuitize I mean, me. Yep. There was a lot of funny moments in this. Uh, just the, the two panels leading up to the the big reveal, like, oh, let's call ourselves Rogue Squadron, where I thought were pretty funny because you got Luke flying his X-Wing and you'd um, have to read. I, uh, I can't really do it justice by describing it. But yeah, that, there was some good humor in there. Good action. Uh, just all around good stuff. <laughs> you mean where they, where the Falcon ejects C three PO from space? Yeah, so the alien. So there was a a big moment where uh, the Falcon is being chased by Darth Vader and his Tide advanced, and uh, it's like, oh, this is huge! Like, oh, who's better at flying, Han Solo or Darth Vader? I guess yeah. apparently it's Han Solo. So there you yeah. go. That question is answered. Take that, the Force. Yeah. Eat it. <laughs> hey, he's got natural piloting skill. Uh, by the way, he before we move on. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I know the, where you're going. The next issue. Yep. <laughs> the next issue preview has caused a big stink on the internet. I'll bet it has. <laughs> Why is that, Mike? I love it. <laughs> That's because the next issue cover shows someone climbing into an X-wing that appears to be part of Rogue Squadron. They're in the they're in the uh, yeah they're in the Rebel uh, fighter uh, yeah, suit, getting ready to climb into an X-wing with a big old cheesy grin on yeah, his face. And that person would happen to be uh, one Han J. Solo. What? Yep. <laughs> Han Jefferson Davis Solo. Whoa. No, he must wow. be from the south. I pulled, a, I pulled a rush on you there. <laughs> so yeah, he's yeah he's posing on the the ladder in that classic like pose. It's the uh, this it's, artist. I love it. What he was doing yeah because the smile is the cheesiest Han <laughs> smile ever, and it is the I want a poster size of this. I this love is it. The biggest troll ever. Seriously, yeah, there is. is a bunch so of people good. that have their panties in a bunch this week because of this, this cover, yeah. and it's totally not going to be what everybody thinks. Basement dwellers. No. They are apparently living in their mama's basement because he looks like he's literally posing for the artist drawing him. It's hilarious. I know it's almost like that pose on time and they let Harrison Ford in on the joke. And he goes, All right, yeah, 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 okay, okay, that'll be fun. Good stuff. Yeah. The comics kick ass, people. Yeah, the, oh, and the know. Darth, yeah, the Darth Vader comic that came out this week was also really awesome. Yeah, it was. Because he's now hunting down Jedi, and we get uh, Eeth Koth from the Jedi Council. You remember him? Nope. It's Spiny he's Head. Zabrik, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Spiny Head. Uh, I don't know what he, I don't know if he was Zabrik. Was he? It's actually, it's pretty harsh this week. Yeah, like, so Eeth Koth, I guess, apparently got kicked off the Jedi Council. All right, here we go. Wikipedia, Eeth, which I'm only using for Zabrik Iridonian <laughs> arguments now. Eeth Koth was a male Iridonian Zabrik. There you go. Oh, so apparently Iridonia is the place that some Zabrik are from. Yes. All right. That, yeah. You're right. You I, if everybody else right. knew that, I apologize. That is news to me, but I'm good. I'm good with it. That's, it's, think of... Gungan being from Naboo. It's the same type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Where else are the Zabrik from? are from the Zabrik are from Iridonia. But they could be from Dathomir. 
Because there was a whole clan no. of Zabrick on the Dathomir, no, known as the was, Night Brothers. Night no, Bros. I think his. I think Maul's story was that he was. He might have been born on Dathomir, but yeah, because they they took a the, group the, of uh, Zabriks to Dathomir. Okay, so right. Iridonia is uh, is home is to the, the Zabriks. Yeah, is the birthplace of the Zabriks. You're saying I'm not Earthling. You're saying that. You're saying I'm human Earthling. Well, if you were if you were taken to Mars, would you still be uh, would you still be an Earthling? I'd be okay with that. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm comfortable with people assuming my planetary identity. There you go. <laughs> well, this uh, the, yeah, the Vader. Com- were you gonna yeah. hit the Vader comic or no? Oh yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm totally so, gonna talk about it. So okay, Ethcock was apparently removed from the Jedi Council at some point uh, and replaced by another Zabrik, which is racist. He left the he, he left the Jedi entirely, right? Yeah, he totally left and became like a I guess holy person and like left the Force behind. He became a priest. He became a priest, yes. But to, and he he got married apparently and or shacked up with someone. And in the beginning of this issue, he's having his baby being born, and just as his baby is born, Darth Vader just like walks through walks the door in. <laughs> in the birth in the birthing unit and it's yeah. ang- it's angry eyebrows darth vader yeah yeah his and, helmet is even more angry eyebrows and we get this whole pleading from eth koth it's kind of heartbreaking because you know he just yeah. had his his kid and he's like look man i gave all that stuff up i'm not a jedi anymore you don't have to kill me i'm not gonna like do jedi stuff anymore and then vader all he says is just funeral I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> so yeah, this whole issue ends up uh, killing Ethcoth, and then he takes his kid and gives it to some weird looking, like, I don't know how to describe Sithy looking ladies. Yeah. I, I have no idea what they're doing with that, but apparently they're going to train him to be, I guess, Sithy. Yeah, es- essentially, yeah. He, well, I mean, he's on the mission to, to hunt down Jedi, so they find him, but he's having this baby. It's going to be a force sensitive. Yeah. So the mission is not only to kill the Jedi, but to take this baby. And they literally, he has the inquisitorious literally rip the baby out of the hands of yeah. the mother. Yeah. I mean, and, it's and, pretty hard. And he it's, didn't it's hard. It, so he's just levitating it over his hand. The baby's just floating. He doesn't even want to touch it. Yeah. Doesn't want to like, and the inquisitors are so harsh because there's a, a lady inquisitor a comic and yeah. the, and the East cost uh, woman, uh, I guess wife, I will call her, call her his, his wife, I guess. And she's escaping and the Inquisitor lady stops her and she's like, listen, you know, she's begging with her. Let me go woman to woman. You know, this child is everything. The Inquisitor's like, okay, you can go. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. But then as soon as she gets on the transport, the Inquisitor lady like uses the force to literally rip the baby from the woman's arms. And (laughs) and then she's like, yeah, I just wanted her to know that woman to woman, she can't trust any women ever again. It's like, wow. It was harsh because the yeah. lady's on the transport. And she's like, go back, go back. And then and like her father's on the transport with her. And she's like, he's like, there's no way we can go back. Yeah, Those we'll die. Kill us. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, this is a harsh comic, dude. I'm like, wow. I mean, that, this is where I want Sithy people to be acting. They need to be bad guys. Like, give them depth. Sure. This is a bad guy comic. Yeah. Vader's, <laughs> Vader's got all the turmoil going back and forth in right. him and stuff like that. But like some people just got to be evil. All right. Seriously. Yeah, we can make we can make seventy five percent of first order and imperial officers be women. Okay, fine. We can have people of every race. All right. The, the empire suddenly not just a bunch of evil white dudes. Fine. 
but somebody's got to be just freaking evil for evil's sake. Well, and somebody, I, and I like where you're going with that because it seems like sometimes we get overly crazy with, or at least the creators do with the the evil side being bumbling idiots and and well and, definitely and, in the films even even yeah. like Zahn and and Vader and they fail a lot so that we can make our heroes look you know great right but this is a comic where it was like hopeless nope. ain't nothing good gonna happen completely hopeless <laughs> yeah. and it was like wow that is these people are evil <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 it's good to see it's refreshing to see this is a kind of this is like this is like we're term, we're we're treading into umbrage territory. Right here, mm, Professor yeah. Umbridge territory right. where you're like, oh, this is there's worse. no good in you. You know, no. yeah, it's it's crazy. So this uh, is starting a new series that's supposed to build up to when he builds his fortress on Mustafar. But right now he's just hunting down Jedi. And I think next up is uh, Opo Rancis, the snake guy, snake yeah. Jedi. Snakey. Oh, yeah. Snakey right. man. Snakey McJedi master. Lives in Howie's backyard. Yep. Snakey yep. McJedi. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see how this all leads up and why he's going to build his castle. So I have a lot of faith in this comic. Cause By the way, real quick, once again, we have Meditation Vader. I yeah. love yep. that they keep going back when to When am this. I going to get my six-inch Black Series Meditation Vader? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm joke. so in if they ever did that. Oh, oh wow. That'd, be a, that'd probably be a Comic-Con exclusive. This is like becoming one of my favorite, like, like I don't know, story pieces, story arcs. Yeah. It's not really an arc, but I don't know, a tool, Themes, theme, yeah. whatever, you know, is Vader meditating. Well, we, I mean, it was always fascinating. Like, what's he doing with his helmet off, right? Right. And Empire Strikes Back. It's always been a thing like, what was happening there? And then uh, we would get like some backstory in the old canon, like, well, he was training himself to live without his uh, suit, without his respirator, because he didn't, he wanted, part of him wanted to be fully functional again and stuff like that. We heard all this stuff. And now it's just like getting this other side. What's going on on the inside of Vader while he's in there? And that's just too cool. Hey, cool. how much do you think that Inquisitor Twilight dude paid to have his entire body tattooed black? I'm just <laughs> saying. That's the dude ridiculous. looks like he's wearing pleather. It does. He's but it's very, cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a lot. That's a lot yeah. of ink. Yeah. A lot, a lot of credits. Of yeah. So not only are these good Star Wars comics, these are good comics overall, I think. Because I buy a lot of other comics when I go besides these and Star Wars, the Star Wars one have always been the best ones I've bought recently you're not so. biased i agree man no not at all <laughs> not even of course i do like the old man i still like the old man Logan. yeah it's ending soon but i know but i know they brought bullseye in too which is i awesome. know they're ending strong man. i'm assuming it's oh, yeah. i'm assuming it's old man bullseye Nope, bullseye. that's in uh, that's in Hawkeye. Old man Hawkeye. I was gonna say old man bullseye, bullseye is in old is, man logan and old man hawkeye well, right? how that's is right. he not old man bullseye if it's old man logan well, Old Man Logan's in the present. Old Man Hawkeye's That's in the future. That's right. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Old Man Logan gets ripped through the Secret Wars into the present. That's right. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Bullseye still wear the old school suit that's like blue black with the white uh, circle on it. Slightly modified. In the, new, in the new comic, or I mean in Old Man Logan comic, but in the Old Man Hawkeye comic, he's a little different. He's a he little, looks like he's Old West more, Sheriff. Yeah, Old West guy. Ooh, yeah, it's, it's got like cool. a handlebar mustache. Had Bane Bullseye, you say? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got the he's got the little Marshall goatee going on though. Yeah, he's in everything yep. now. Hell's Bullseye. coming with him. Bullseye's in everything. He's a little rogue, man. He's going against yeah. uh, Marvel against Red Skull right now. Marvel's yeah. pimping Bullseye. Yeah, that's reason. that's what Feels I'm like speculating. It. Feels like it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're trying to wipe the Colin, uh, whatever. Actually, Bullseye, Bullseye is rumored to be making an appearance in the new in new season of uh, yeah, Daredevil, right? That's, that's what we're hinting at. That's oh, what we're going okay. for right there. Yeah. I thought you were going for maybe uh, a movie or something. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. But speaking of uh, blue things, <laughs> <laughs> like that transition? I did. Perfect. Like Nailed it. So we had a novel come out by everyone's favorite Star what? Wars author. And if you say any different, you're wrong. Yeah, words. TZ, yeah. baby. Don't at me. Personal friend. Is that what the kids say? Don't at me. Did I do that right? Yeah, don't at don't, me, bro. Don't at don't symbol me, bro. Delete your account. It's my Del- boyfriend. Yeah, delete your account. On. Blocked. Blocked. There you go. <laughs> blocked you, Mike. No, TZ. But I'm going to tweet out baby. to all my followers that I... I unblocked you, and then I blocked you again. <laughs> oh, snap. Re-blocked. Double blocked. Block, like unblock, reblock. Well, I Double unblocked you. I, I went through all your, your Twitters, tweet, tweeters, and I, I brought up some really bad ones you did, and then I unhearted all of the rest <laughs> yeah. of them. And then, and then I, I blocked screenshots, you. blocked you, and then tweeted all of them, the screenshots while I made yeah. fun of you who are blocked. <laughs> yeah. Twitter is such a disease. All because y'all. you didn't yeah. agree with me that, <laughs> I, that I remember is the best one time ever. on uh, Imager that hey. there's this guy, I forget, forget now what it was. Imagery? He did this kind of terrible thing. And so everybody was going to his account and downvoting everything yes. he did in history. And, that would, and he could just that, keep hitting refresh and he kept going down. That most recently <laughs> happened God. to that most recently happened to a woman on Imager who was apparently friends with the moderators and seemed to be gaming the system. That was the accusation. Oh. Yeah, that was a big to What's do. the point? You don't get money. Yeah, I don't go know. find something better to do with your life. Anyway, I think we went I down this rabbit hole. Things. What we really yeah, wanted nice. to talk about Thanks, Derek. is Timothy Zahn's Zanners. newest novel, Xander Bananer, Thrawn Alliances. Before we get into this, in the interest of full disclosure, spoilers. I have not finished the audiobook because I needed to take a vacation. Fudge from the Padme and Anakin voices. Uh-huh. It was getting to be kind of hard to listen to after a while. Why don't you read it like a normal person? <laughs> I need that's what I need to do. I, and I, I'm I've resolved to do that because I didn't pay for the book. The because voices I just all sounded good Audible. to me when I read it. Yeah, so I'm, that's what I have to do. Is I need to go buy it so I, I can make my own voices. voices they I'm all reading. sound like me. I'm not saying he's a bad reader. I'm just saying I I can't buy into those particular voices. Is Thrawn dead on? But I can't buy the rest. Mm, that's can't do it. Can't That's do it. So shame. my, I will be limited to like the first half of the book. Oh man, you missed the best part. It's all right. Yeah, you did. That means most people are thrilled because I might actually <laughs> shut up for a little while. So, yeah. So I don't know if we want to go step by step, but basically this book was pretty awesome in my opinion. And congratulations real quick to Timothy Zahn for making number one bestseller on the New York times bestseller nice. list. Good oh, job, yeah. It's his first time making number one since 1991 when air to the empire came out. Wow. So, does that, what does that say about the current state of star Wars fandom? What that, does that we need about? that. We love Zahn baby. Yeah. It means that we, but when we, yeah. We when need, we know we need that it's someone with classic ideas about the Star Wars universe and like and, and an understanding of traditional storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> so classic that. ideas, Hello. classic ideas of Star Wars. Put a pin on that. I want to I want to bring that up. Uh, something I noticed in the uh, novel that I don't know. I'm sure if maybe some people picked up on, but uh, we'll come back to that. But uh, yeah, this novel, man, I, it, it was a little bit different than the last one. I'll say I might have liked. 
uh, personally, well, I like the first word, one. Then it would be like the exact same novel. Yeah, the first one was Animate linear, Larry. basically linear. There, except when it skipped around to uh, a, a different storyline with the what's her name, uh, Price, yeah, Governor Price. But basically, but linear esque. Yeah, linear esque. This one was completely different because, yeah. like we mentioned last time, it skipped around from uh, the the Empire and then back to the Clone Wars. Well, it was, Anakin, it, yeah. but it wasn't like doing a bunch of skipping around. It no, was it wasn't like skipping around two timelines. It was basically like every, like the chapters would basically alternate between. Technically the it was three the timelines because it was the empire and then it was the clone wars. And then it was the clone wars like a week earlier <laughs> because Padme's <laughs> that's timeline true, that's was taking true, place yeah. before, uh, before Anakin and Thrawn's. Yeah, and so that's they, right. Uh, he for was, a very he, short time until they, no, I mean, well, until they got together. Yeah, well, that was later on. Well, that's spoiled. God dang it. You so mean he, Anakin and Padme see each other again? God dang it. Spoiler. Oh, wait, the movies happened. Yeah. She didn't die in the book. <laughs> she didn't die. <laughs> she dies a different A lot way. of people did, though, die. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people died, yeah. Yeah, so it was. I thought it was really ingenious how he weaved together these three storylines, I guess, three timelines. Uh, three different stories. So you obviously got Padme, we got Anakin and Thrawn, and then we got Vader and Thrawn. My favorite of the three storylines. Yes, I agree. To, my, to where I'm, the point I'm at. And it was it was cool to see. You know, basically Thrawn is he going to figure this out? Is he going to know this is Anakin <laughs> as Darth Vader? Because there's always these little hints, like mm-hmm. uh, he he dropped that uh, Thrawn drops, like oh yeah, just like you know when we went here last time. Remember that Vader? And it's like, what are you talking about? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. We've never been to this planet. That, that was a different Darth Vader. That was a different. I'm not. I'm not Anakin. You're Anakin. Shut up. Face Anakin. <laughs> Anakin is dead. Yeah, yeah. He get that. that he gets like, hey, you know, that, that Jedi's dead. And it was cool because his inner monologue, he would say the same thing. So he, he like, and I thought that was cool. What Zon did is, uh, he Vader, to Vader, Anakin is a separate person. He always referred even to internally. Him as the Jedi. Yeah, like he always in the third person, even though. So to him, he was dead, which I loved. I love that aspect of what Zahn did there. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Howie, what do you got? I'll let you talk for a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, well, overall, I, it, it's the story is just great. You know, Timothy Zahn does does an amazing job. Um I, mean, I I don't know what where to even start talking about this story because there's so <laughs> many good parts. It's so intricate, like yeah, every little like the stories build into each other. They kind of basically the premise of the story: uh, Thrawn and Anakin meet up uh, through a series of uh, coincidences. I guess unfortunate events. Uh, not really coincidence, but more like a plan from from Thrawn's angle to try to figure <laughs> out what's going on with this New Republic deal. And they meet up on this planet, which later Vader and Thrawn will visit uh, that same planet for a different reason. So they're kind of weaving together these this like continuity, like history repeating itself kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, do, do you guys get the impression that Zahn's like, I know I got this. <laughs> I'm going to make this hard for myself. Yeah, <laughs> like like he wanted a challenge to write something because frankly, and 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 I've complained. Howie's heard me complain at length about TV shows where they they get a little too fast and loose with telling a story out of time, like jumping around in time. I feel like it's a trope, and I don't feel like nearly as many writers are as good at it as they think they are. 
I feel like Zahn said, I'm going to do something where I've got to be on my own toes. Yeah, so that did. I, you know what I mean? Like, well, it, I think he did it because it made sense for what he was trying to tell. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think he took the opportunity to do what you're saying because it made sense in this, in yeah. this moment. I think he, yeah, he did. I think he's a masochist. The, that's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah fair. I think he did take a, a lot of risks in this book, like stuff. I'd, like he, normally his, his narrative is really good, really straight and awesome. And everything makes sense. This one, he, uh, I, I kind of like the double vision. There's this internal monologue that uh, Vader Which and Anakin... plays a huge role yeah. in the end of the book. Oh, like, man. Vader and Anakin both had this uh, this inner monologue with this double vision and then, you know, blaster. You know, he, you kind of see what he sees through the Force and also kind of through what he sees through his senses. And that's one thing I'll actually credit the guy who uh, read the audio book is that when, when you were getting Vader's thoughts and when you were getting... Uh, Thrawn's thoughts he was able to jump in and out of their voices even though I know that that's not exactly how it's written like I think if I'm judging from like the first Thrawn the last Thrawn book that came out uh, he would italicize Thrawn's inner monologue mm-hmm. but here in the same scene you have two people talking and two different people thinking I don't know many authors who can write that yeah right. but he was able to do it and then the and then the yeah the guy reading it was actually doing the voices of their thoughts as well and I was like boy this is really some yeah. a lot of hoops to jump through yeah, yeah. Like they they Zahn's never done that before. Like he's written Luke, he's written Luke, he's written yeah. all sorts of Jedi, but never have I seen him use this like announcing, okay, n- double vision mode, let's go. And I thought it worked really well in the book. Yeah. And so and I think double visions, uh, did you explain it basically being able to see? Yeah, it's just Anakin slash Vader's way to see through the force. Uh, th- like into kind of the like future, a, just a little bit. Yeah, just barely into the future. Spidey sense. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. It's, it's use, like a combat sense, sense, I guess, if you're in the old D6 system. Yeah, if you're looking it up in a West End book. Then. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that that was a good, yeah, he had a lot of a lot of risks he took, and I think he, he handled it really well. Um, yeah, I thought it was overall, I thought it was a pretty good book. Probably one of my favorites besides the first one he wrote, obviously. What were some of the, the main themes that kind of came out and stood out so one of the, to you? The, the what Mike mentioned earlier, he's this classic feel that Zahn does. Um, now they go to this factory during the Clone Wars where there's battle droids. And he's able to describe all the weapons or they have. He's able to describe their formations, but you never just any battle droids. Yeah, they're B B one B twos, and they are also like you find out later they're they're uh, lined with Cortosis Reeve, uh, which I, I guess has been brought back, but. It stops lightsabers, but when I was getting Garrick, Garrick sent us a, uh, an excited text. <laughs> Cortosis, welcome yeah. back! And I'm like, ah, that was. I can't nice. remember if it has been back, but yeah. What what I was getting at is those droids never talked ever. They never said a word. Yeah. By the way, and that's I mean that's that's I think to me that's Zahn saying, uh, you know, he could have him say Roger, Roger. I'm saying something stupid, but no, he left he left that completely out. It does nothing to serve the feel and the story. Exactly. But and that, that speaks volumes of, of yep. his writing talent. Yep. I did want to point out uh, when I was going down the rabbit hole of researching the cortosis there briefly, I always thought that Timothy Zahn invented cortosis. 
because yeah, yeah. in the Hand of Thrawn duology and Vision of the Future, Luke and Mara go off to the planet where Cortos. It was at the planet Cortos. I don't remember what's going. But the, the they were in a cave that was lined with Cortosis when they were trying to get to the installation there. And I read that before I read I Jedi, which had Cortosis in it. Oh, and yeah. I Jedi came out like four months before Vision oh, of the wow. Future. So my question is, well, now we're Stackpole and and <laughs> and Zon. Buddying up, did they share the idea? Did Stackpole invent it? Because I mean, the Zon book came out with the or it like where it comes from, right on the heels of I Jedi. Yeah. So now, like I Jedi was the first publication of it, but uh, which is also one of my favorite books oh, yeah. of all time of it's any a, genre of all time of all time. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, just a little a uh, little tidbit there. I was really shocked because I'd always thought Zon. Yeah, first, that is, that's a that's interesting. They need well, to bring Stackpole back too, dude. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, apparently yes. you do not want to blow up a mine of Cortos. Cortos. <laughs> yeah, so we you can. Will, you will I haven't got there yet. You will destroy the planet. All right, close your ears. <laughs> I don't want to. A mountain okay. of lava shoots out. Yeah, so at the and it blows up the core. And the, of the planet. at the end, we kind of get a taste into the darkness of Anakin. Where he, yes. like uh, so they're get they're they're at this installation in Anakin's timeline uh, because there's some shady stuff the the Confederation is doing on this planet. And they find out one account Dooku's relatives is there, and he's lining these droids with cortosis, and they realize there's a whole mine of cortosis under this planet that could really screw things up for the New Republic army. And and this is a pretty crazy Republic thing because because yeah. uh, these the the droids would be able to take blaster shots and it would do nothing to them yeah they take and blaster it, and shots as soon as they got hit by a lightsaber the lightsaber would basically short out yeah. and the blade would go away thank you okay now that i will say welcome back to because cortosis has just been been treated like magnetically sealing things for a long time but the way that it was written originally was that it would do that it would short a lightsaber out that was mm -hmm. the original couple of mentions of cortosis. after that it was like Video games like oh the old you know Knights of the Republic like oh Cortosis weave and stuff like that on in the vibroblades so you can fight people with lightsabers and it's like well that's not how I mean I, <laughs> okay I get it but that's not how Cortosis is supposed to work and and, the, and Thrawn or uh, Zahn describes it more of like a a uh, a, a happy uh, what I want uh, what I want to say. An effect that happened that they weren't they didn't even expect it, but yeah, which but, is cool because Luke, yeah. Luke didn't expect it years and years later in the old canon. Yeah, so they just kind of knew after a while after developing the stuff that it would do that. So they're like, neat, yeah. <laughs> neato. Basically, yeah, basically it's described. It, it like dissipates any energy, but if it's like in its raw form, it, it magnifies the energy and explodes. I guess. <laughs> well, is, but in the in the. Uh, but it doesn't. What what is it? Long energy burst. It doesn't won't sustain that. Yeah, if it's like light, because Thrawn has a lightning gun, and he realizes that the lightning will hit it. it like if it's like a fine Prolonged. point of energy, yeah. the, like a like a blaster bolt, so a condensed field of energy, it can easily like dissipate that. But if it's energy at a bunch of different angles at the same time, like lightning, then no go. It's you know that it shorts out and the energy. And then yeah. they're like, well, why why is the lightsaber not doing the same thing then? But it, it sends a feedback through to the lightsaber yeah. into the mm -hmm. inner workings. And yeah. Cool. I can dig so, it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Really I love those sense. technical hey, explanations. Look, you can get sciency in Star Wars <laughs> and still be interesting and, yeah. and viable. Yeah. Who knew? 
Yeah, so and the other the other kind of scary thing that they're doing at that factory is they are aligning clone trooper armor with this as well. Yeah, to infiltrate the Senate with uh, plants, clone like their own troops to infiltrate well, the Senate. And I guess yeah, they were speculating that. Yeah, they were speculating, so we don't really know. Well, come to find out, we we'll talk about it a little bit towards the end, and it sounded like they were going to try to use that during Order sixty six. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I would, I would assume. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the assumption, yes. And then, but Mace, it had been thwarted. Yeah, and all during this, Padme's uh, kind of fell in with some of the local miners and workers, and they've been helping her. And she's like, "Okay, well, if you help us, you know, the new, uh, the old republic, I guess the republic, will uh, take care of you guys. You know, we'll give you some money. We'll help you out. Uncle Annie will help you. Yeah, Uncle Anakin will help you because they're still trying to keep their." Uh, relationship a secret mm. even though Thrawn sees right through that because he's Thrawn you know because he's smart but anyway yep. like, yeah, like but... Anakin says we need to blow this installation up and we yeah, need to blow the minds really up and you get this kind of dark side yeah this dark side like you get this contention between him and Padme because Padme's like no this isn't the right and way Thrawn. to do things and yeah and Thrawn's like you know, dude. Are you sure this is really what no, you want? No, yeah. He's like, are you sure? Because that's not such a good idea. But Anakin's just so stubborn, and he's he's the kind of guy that just wants to get the you know the job done regardless of the consequences. Done and over. Yeah, and it's you kind of see, and, and that's where you kind of see the Vader in him. Like Vader, he doesn't like he doesn't give a crap. He just get the job done. If it requires killing someone, then you do that, and you get 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 back. And that's yeah. it. And he, he does that. He ends up blowing up the mine, but as a side effect of all the cortosis and the explosive uh, uh, quality qualities of the, the rock, he ends up destroying the whole planet basically. Oops. Yeah. And yeah. Padme was like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, Padme's like, we're going to have a talk when we get well, home. And, there, there and was, then we're going to have babies. <laughs> well, there was kind of a, a neat little uh, kind of side conversation that was going on where you know, are we really different than the people that we're fighting against? Because we're willing to lie and, uh, you know, cheat to get what we want because we think it's the right yeah, thing. They're yeah. trying, they're trying to make the ends justify the means. Basically. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys, does it occur to you that Zahn may have just, I'm not going to hit the welcome back button, but by literally bringing this behavior of cortosis back in and having Thrawn exposed to it, it kind of, justifies something that is no longer canon, but the Hand of Thrawn installation. Because mm. remember, Thrawn, one of Thrawn's legacies was the all that cortosis at, the, at that installation in Vision of the Future. So if, and, and, and I mean, I'm leaning into the word legacies pretty hard there uh, in, in the legends. So uh, it's almost like this is also giving an origin story <laughs> to something that's not even part of the new canon as if it maybe could have, would have, maybe. Mm, kind of. It yeah. could be, yeah. Because now... Fast- I like Timmy's on so much. <laughs> <laughs> fast forward to the future. There's a new like species that Thrawn introduces that's this uh, outer rim species called the Grisk. Is that how they're pronounced? Howie, you yeah. know, okay, <laughs> yeah. But basically, they're kind of like using Vong a little bit, like they use bio weapons, but yet they still have you know technology and stuff that's yeah. not bio stuff. And basically, they are taking over systems by 
doing some recon, finding out what's most important to that civilization or to the empire that controls or whatever the controlling faction is and ripping that from them to gain leverage over them. So, so Thrawn, you find out later, knows that they have been either uh, trying to influence the Chiss or maybe working with some faction of the Chiss to, to bring down the Chiss ascendancy as it as he knows it. And you and find, find that, out you find out the way they've been getting leverage on the Chiss is they've been stealing these their babies, their babies. <laughs> wow. Yes. Well, well they're special they're babies. Small children. <laughs> yeah. So the Chiss do are have certain babies that are born force sensitive and they're like the way Thrawn says they're mostly female, but occasionally some males are born. Which I thought was interesting that they put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell Thrawn uh, that Zahn was putting that in there for a reason. Yeah. Do you love the fact that Thrawn rhymes with Zahn? I'm just saying. It annoys <laughs> yeah. me because every time I want to yeah. say Thrawn. It's okay. It's okay. I but, know. I but the, just go with it. But these, uh, these, these children, these uh, female children are, that are born with the Force, they are able to navigate space lanes by using their prescience. But they lose it after they grow up. After yeah, as they get older, it just yeah. kind of oh, fades. Yeah, so it's like believe in ghosts. Got it. So I don't know if this is a callback to Dune because Dune basically had the same principle where the spacing guild took spice and were able to navigate spa- space. And they also had blue eyes. So I don't know, blue eyes, red mm. eyes, a little, little something there. But yeah, it was kind of interesting that you know because they didn't use astromech droids to yeah you know navigate hyperspace lanes they use these children and in the west end book that was called uh astral navigation sense mm-hmm. yes yeah and vader uses and, uh, that too <laughs> and so they thrawn gets vader to do the same thing on uh is it was it on the chimera, chimera? yeah it's a chimera yeah yeah so he was navigating uh using his double vision yeah mm-hmm. uh to to get uh, get to i forget where they were going they're uh, going before the yeah. grisk yeah. Got there. Interesting. And it was interesting because the the reason they need these children to do this is because the outer rim, nothing's charted. So even if they did have like an astromech system or star charts, not, n- there are no star charts that existed. So in order to map things out, they needed these children to kind of guide them through the, the dangers of hyperspace. Baby trailblazers. Yep. So yeah. So he's writing uh, Vader piloting and coming up on stars and having to and also adding thing. a little justification to the mystery of the outer rim for the rest of the known republic and empire uh it, it, why is it why is it so separate mm-hmm. and it's because it's uncharted and well then how do people live out there <laughs> i'm glad you asked exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> so that i yeah, guess so. that's why the chiss maybe have the upper hand in the outer rim is because they know the space lanes yep that yeah, makes and, sense. and these children were the uh, disturbance that the emperor was ah yeah was referring to yeah mm-hmm. that he sent them out to look up and it was interesting how how Thrawn has two motives and he kept trying to convince Vader that both oh. motives were in were Vader in the same. was about to tear him <laughs> yeah. down I don't know how many times because Thrawn you know his main goal is to promote you know try to save the the chiss ascendancy yeah but to do so he had to join the empire because he saw them as the greatest power outside of the ascendancy that would be able to help him 
And yeah. so now, which which there was clear those motives existed in the last book, especially oh, yeah. with him taking uh, the the ensign lieutenant. Yeah, Vanto. Yeah, he yeah, Vonto, sent him, him to the there. ascendancy at the end. And they only briefly mention that in this book that he's yeah. like, nobody knows what happened to him. He just kind of disappeared one day and was never there. Yeah. And so you get this, like this du- duology of his mind, you know, it's, it's just like Vader's like, this is for your own personal goal. This has nothing to do with the, the empire. And I'm going to kill you right now. Here's my lightsaber. And Z- Thrawn's like, no, no, dude, dude, the only you don't thing understand how Thrawn big it is. <laughs> Vader go on tearing him down was, the fact that the emperor trusted him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that was probably the major theme between in this book was trust. Like, well, I'm glad that it, <laughs> the plot goes somewhere because everything that I've gotten so far is just, but I got to save Padme. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. at what point does Anakin just quit referring to her by her first name while trying to retain this ruse that they're not closely linked? Like this, this book, I will say the second that half of the book is, is much better. Oh than the yeah, first. way yeah. better. Because the first is slow. And I, I will I, say that I enjoyed the first part, but the it really picks up and you're like, oh yeah, this is good. My biggest gripe is the ending left so much unanswered. <laughs> and I'm like, but, but wait a minute, so. maybe that's not such a bad thing because somebody's going to need to answer that in another book, right? Right, guys? Yep. Right. Well, and, and you, you Michael don't know, J. Stackpole, you Ooh. don't know what's going to be used in other forms. Yeah. You know, is this Grisk going to be used? That's as the thing. A, I love planting new stuff out there yes. that could be turned into anything I in the future. Lo- That's what we need. There's not enough questions. I anymore. love that we're getting an idea of the unknown regions. Yes, which has been dangled over us like a carrot for God knows how Forever. many. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, and just to well, remind you, beyond your imagination, the, out there, the those guys that uh, shot out those what were they bees or flies or whatever that <laughs> yeah. turned them to oh stone. the the vortigaunts in Half Life. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well those those were Wait, the, no, it wasn't the vortigaunts. It was the other dudes. Yeah, those, those were Grisk. Ah, yeah, the Grisk uh, people. They shot the the bugs that turned into cement when they hit something. Oh, like a thud bug. Yeah, that is exactly. uh, that is oddly similar. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Almost indeed. took out Thrawn and Vader yep. with that. Yep. Yep. So yeah, good book. Uh my opinion not as good as the first one, but still better than ninety-nine percent of the other Star Wars books that's come out recently. Yep. Um so I highly suggest reading it. It's a it's a good read. And if you can get halfway through it, just know the the last half is much better. You guys have inspired he, me. I'm gonna pick it up well, again this he week. He does a great job. I mean, he he does the setup. He, you know, he makes makes everything tie together and he does the whole setup for a reason so mm-hmm. yep it's yep. uh that's what i really does. enjoyed i haven't decided if i like this uh, or like the first book better than this book yet but uh man it's yeah it's really good i just love how he doesn't co- he doesn't you know, give up into the cheap tropes that a mm-hmm. lot of these star wars authors do like yeah. trying to reuse old lines from the movies, trying to shoehorn like, oh, I got a bad feeling about this into things. This now is where the fun begins. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're like, aha, just like the member berries. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't rely on that. He still can use them, but in inventive ways, but he never relies mm. on them, which I yep. love. Absolutely. Good. Oh, and Not, this is this oh. is where Vader decides he loves Tide Defenders. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? how could I forget? <laughs> I know. I was Vader. like, Garrick, are you going to say it? God. Vader flies a Tide Defender. 
Sweet jumping justice. Yep. He ain't he done sure that did. since he flew right alongside exactly. me. Exactly. Squadron. Yep. Uh, I got, uh, I flashed back to that. I'm like, mm. yes. That's the one I did not suggest you or issue the Dark Lord. <laughs> yeah. You don't oh. issue Vader orders. That's good time. That's now I'm really getting back into it. The decision has been made. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for giving us a nice walk through that. Guess what? That means it's time for the Porkins Bite of the Week. Only Porkins kid didn't show up tonight. Yeah, that's, that's what you get. Uh, apparently, he's still angry okay. about his feud with Garrick. I fired him. For treading on his factoid territory. I mean, I didn't Fortnite fire him. Otherwise. I just Ooh. fixed the glitch in his paycheck. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Was a glitch. So, uh, to make up for that, we have another special guest returning... <gasps> triumphantly once again to the fly casual podcast i'm gonna move aside here here is once again papa jen whoa hi papa how's it going you kids been a long time buddy do you kids ever get outside we we thought you died (laughs) he did god it's dark down here you pasty fools yeah Corey said you died you know i i may just be pointing out the obvious here michael but have you ever considered that your thighs glow like phosphorus because of a vitamin d deficiency (laughs) you should see my shoulders right now crying out loud when i was your age we didn't spend our time in basements and talking in the cans (laughs) (laughs) we were out there uh, living the best years of our lives right and letters the star log right we were riding motorcycles you geek running from the law i think papa came up with the golden rod we were fear we were getting in bar fights with nothing between ourselves and certain death but a red bandana tourniquet and a broken bottle of hams hams however i will say i will say this uh one of my uh, fondest memories was in fact when the log caught up with us uh mary ellen's grub and such just outside of bixby texas during the summer of 38 got a good brisket We'd uh, we'd picked up a gig as repo men for a custom auto outfit out of South Alamo, and things had turned a, a little bit sour. Frankly, when you're sweating to get a hearse up to 38 while being chased on foot by a 70-year-old undertaker waving a bone saw, you don't exactly stop to question whether he truly was behind on his payments. And have you ever tried to outrun a high school track star and throttle-locked ice cream truck? Yeah. Well, Long story short, it's hard work. But it also turned out to be multiple accounts of Grand Theft Sherbet. <laughs> Anyhow, we uh, we ducked out of Mary Ellen's when the fuzz started flashing the badges around, and then we hot-footed it over to the Majestic so as to lay low until the heat died down. Now, naturally, none of us, none of the three of us were willing to pony up a nickel for a ticket, right? So we bribed the kid working the window 15 cents not to rat on us. And then we snuck in like badasses. Yeah, you did. Anyhow, the film was just starting as we climbed into the balcony. And little did we know that it was about to change our lives forever. Star Wars. Wait, what's going on? film was The Adventures of Star Wars. <laughs> directed by directed by I want to say Victor Fleming. We uh, Ian Fleming? We uh, we sat hey. agape as the opening crawl gave us some backstory and then proceeded to credit everyone from the producers to the studio lot attendants for the next 45 minutes. But the music kept us in its grips the whole ride through. 
And and then we met those uh, those lovable mambots, uh, C. Dropsy and Auto Ditto. Uh, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> played by the immortal Stan Laurel and Harpo Marx. <laughs> I uh, I still get a chuckle thinking back to Harpo just squeezing away at his little manbot bicycle horn. <laughs> On all that, just before we're introduced to Dorothy Lamour, it's none other than Princess Leanne. Uh, Recording a, that natural and iconic message, help me, Oberon Kennedy. We've simply, we've simply no other viable option left in our repertoire of aspirations. I mean, they don't write lines like that anymore, kids. That's poetry, really. And who could forget the imposing stare of Count Vader, played intimidatingly by Boris Karloff, and for some reason voiced by Vincent Price. <laughs> I nearly had to excuse myself when he lifted that officer up to demand the transmissions. I mean, I could barely see the wires. Now, some people, okay, and I take issue, some people will tell you that Mickey Rooney came across too whiny as Luke Walker. But frankly, I'd like to see anyone else pull off a line like, but we was fixing to hoof it over to Doc Toshi's to pick up some phosphates and electro gizmos exactly the way that Rooney did. Okay. Nailed it. All that, all that before we meet Basil Rathbone as Oberon Kennedy, the wise old Jesuit who once prayed with Luke's <laughs> father or something in the old days. Sounds about right. But I'll tell you, my absolute favorite character was far and away the dashing crop duster Max Solo, played by none other than one Mr. James Stewart. Together with his furry companion, Chewbuster, they piloted their space plane, <laughs> the American Falcon. <laughs> and they'd take, you, they'd take you anywhere you'd want to go, albeit for a price. After all, <clears throat> uh, jetting through the Astros ain't exactly like dusting crops, boy. <laughs> I've been working on that. Nailed it. I tell you, the film still gives me chills to this day. I mean, David Niven is Grand Oberfuhrer von Tarkin? I mean, who did the casting for this film? There's literally, literally nothing like it. And don't even get me started about the follow-up that came out a few years later. Episode 5, The Dark Reich Executes a Counteroffensive. Yeah. Absolute magic. And my favorite film, I'm not ashamed to say. Easily Nat King Cole's best work. <laughs> Star Wars fan of the week. Nailed it. Two weeks in a row. Wow. I'm not sure that Papa's not a little confused. <laughs> he didn't hear me. Did hey, he drool uh, all over the soundboard? What's going? I don't on? even think he's got a, his hearing aids turned he on. He just kind of left. He was, he's actually fall, he fell asleep in the corner. <laughs> I. Uh, he just turns right out just that fast, <laughs> like Garrick. Really? Yeah, yep. that's what I do. <laughs> I'm not sure all of his facts were completely 100% huh? spot on. Sound all right to me. But that's probably the most positive I've ever heard him about anything. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. good point. He must be taking his mids. That's good to know. Yeah. Something. He didn't call me names tonight. I was impressed. Speaking of calling names, it's time for some rumors slash discussions. Rumors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Time for some deep, deep dives. <laughs> deep dives. Oh, yeah, get in there deep, guys. Yeah. Well, boys, that's me. It's that time of the night. 
Is it? Yes, it's Gager my box? favorite time of the night. Yeah, it is. More tonight, it is. tonight it is the best night. <laughs> best you know why it is the best movie event of all time? I know why it's the best time. night. Jager no, bombs? it is not because there are Jaeger bombs, There's a meteor Corey. shower. Oh, <laughs> a meteor shower. There's a meteor shower. <laughs> no, it is because tonight we are talking Return of the MF and Jedi. That's wait, right. Wait, wait. You mean Revenge <laughs> of the Jedi? Wait. No, I mean return oh, of the MF and Jedi. You mean the re-arrival of the Jesuits? No, no. the return of the MF and Jedi. Okay. Biggest right. movie event of all, all, all time. time. All time. Yep. Since Just saying. Yeah. All right, great talk, everybody. <laughs> Space fans. Yeah, hey, Jelly. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, so this is a conclusion of our series. We've talked uh, the last several weeks. We did, we did a big discussion on the prequels. We've talked about A New Hope. We talked uh, two weeks ago about Empire Strikes Back. We are going to conclude our discussion tonight with Return of the MF and Jedi. We haven't done Rogue One yet. Woo! Ow! So, I don't know what MF means. <laughs> okay, so well, of course, as usual, I, I saw all of them in the theater. Classic. <laughs> I'm trying to understand, though. Oh, so I you the, saw the same film that Papa saw? Is what you saw the original 38 release? <laughs> No, oh, did okay. not see the 38 release. So I was like, if he could get somebody to actually confirm the story, <laughs> maybe the other two guys. Yeah, no. I saw the film in 1983 in the theater. The theater. That the was theater. that uh, of, happened to the of the three that my Return of the Jedi experience is the more um, crystal clear in my mind. Um, I was, you know, at that point I was 10 years old. So I was, you know, I have Plus pretty what? good memory about things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember that movie specifically because it was my first experience of going into a movie theater and seeing people dressed up as oh. the characters of the film. That was pretty interesting. I mean, that's a pretty regular occurrence nowadays. In 1983, I don't know how regular that was. <laughs> you think people were showing up to see Taxi Driver dressed as a slutty young Jodie Foster? Probably not. No? Just Jody okay. Foster. No, not as much. Yeah. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was a pretty neat experience for me. And, I, and it was also my first experience where... I, I very, very clearly remember at the end of the film when Vader picked up the Emperor and threw him down the shaft. Spoilers. Whoa, yeah, for real. Literally. Uh, it's a Sith pit. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and this may be the from. only time that this has happened, but literally everyone in the movie theater stood up and clapped. Yeah. It was a standing ovation at a movie. Yeah. Wow. It was pretty cool. In the middle of them. Well, the middle of the end of act. Of the end time. act, yes. But that was, that was pretty cool <laughs> I, I yeah i would say it's it's only maybe every three or four years i even hear any applause break out in a film a, mm -hmm. a standing oh yeah. i don't think i've ever seen nah, yeah, and i've you know i i remember hearing during the prequels there were some you know some clapping and some hooting and hollering oh but, there uh, was clapping when yoda pulled out oh a yeah yeah. yeah as divisive as that scene is and i still don't get the hate for that particular scene there's that so many sense. other things to complain about um what but like <laughs> that's one kind of bring it up every but episode applause like broke out right then and i remember thinking that that was really cool yeah oh people yeah. were nuts and yeah Whew. 
But yes, a standing ovation during a movie, that's probably the only time I've ever seen anything that, like that. Uh, that brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> I cool. wish I could have experienced okay, that. So I was too young. Now, now that I've I've shared that with you guys, did any of you guys see Return of the Jedi in the theater? No, that was five. The first time it released? Yes, the first time, buddy. I don't know. Did they have changing tables in theater bathrooms back then? Because otherwise, no, not no. so much. Nope. No. No. Did they have Lincoln was- Logs? Yeah, I can play with it while it's going on. Do you, do you get the logs? logs. Sit on the top, the pot, the, the, the pot, the pot. All right. The pot, so the once pot. once again, I'm the only one because I'm old as dirt mm-hmm. that actually saw True. the movie in the theater. We measure so. Mike's age from his rings. All right. So let's go around the room again, Corey. When was your first experience to Return of the Jedi? Oh man, same basement, same basement. So I've told this story before. Parents upstairs playing Uno and eating chips, and the kids downstairs <laughs> eating or eating basements. We're eating carpet Whoa. and musty. No, what? I, no, hey, 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 Whoa. hey, Whoa. hey, Whoa. Eric, hey. I didn't we say were, anything. Yeah. What are you talking about? It was literally, I, I don't know if it's a VHS tape or if it was just on cable because I didn't have cable back then. I don't know how it worked. Uh, but, uh, but the, yeah, that's where I would always watch. It was over at the, the, the pastor's house. <laughs> yeah. Was that the one you've, you've told the story about that, um, your parents rented or no, that was empire. That rented rented a VCR. No, no, no. Yeah. No empire was our first like commercial video cassette that we owned. Gotcha. It didn't have a sleeve, but it had it had the label in the gray, you know, the gray band. Some of the, some of the movies had like the gray plastic flap over the film that protected it was like black tape with a gray flap gotcha so yep. it was a commercial tape in like a normal little like basf sleeve or something <laughs> like that <laughs> so oh, but yeah. uh but yeah return of the jedi was absolutely the one i saw the most of oh yeah and definitely. it was it was almost always over at their house and we're talking like geez 84 85 86 in that range there Okay. So, yeah, eating eating Fritos and watching some Ewoks. <laughs> all right, Howie. When was your first exposure to the greatest cinematic event of all, all, time. Time? all time? Well, I don't remember the first time because wow. I was that taken back at how awesome it was. I completely <laughs> my up. age completely ran from And I had a Jaeger mind. Giving a five-year-old the Jaeger Excuse my memory. Uh, <laughs> but I do, uh, the biggest memories that I have uh, of watching it was every, anytime I was sick at home, we'd go and rent a VHS. And I, I'd always... Rent a, v- a VCR. <laughs> uh, the but, whole uh, VCR. Uh, I'd always, most, most of the time I'd uh, pick uh, Return of the Jedi uh, to watch because it was my favorite. Speeder bikes, bro. Love it. Speeder bikes. Love bro. everything about it. I love Wicket, <laughs> and I'm proud to say it. Yep. All right. Wicket, well, let's, uh, who we learned from Porkins Guy, was originally going to be played by Kenny Baker, but he got sick. Oh, yeah. Which is why it was taken over by uh, Warwick Davis, Warwick and then Kenny Davis. Baker jumped in as Paplu, <laughs> the uh, thieving, uh, speeder bike thieving Ewok. Yes, nice. space, bears. The space, space bears, bears. Right? the space Ewoks. bears, right? Yes, yeah. it's Wookie yeah. backwards. See, oh, I get it, man. Holy Ewok, cow, Wookie, oh, oh. I get backwards. it. We're gonna hit on that Shut here up. in a second. Well, that's it, gonna come up with the technically theme, but... it's woke backwards. So <laughs> <laughs> get woke. All right, backwards. Howie. So uh, let's let's hit right well, in. Well, my this, first man. exposure, Mike. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. See, I'm periscoping this right now. So they're not yeah, going to be able to hear you, so screw you. This, this phone camera was on me for like 15 minutes earlier, and I'm sitting here trying not to pick my nose or anything. Just do it, man. I'm not, I'm not camera. I won't tell anybody. Uh, we're just going to log off because Garrick's talking. Tell now. us all Nobody about it, Garrick. Well, I first, I first saw it on TV. And I had the opportunity to record it on a VHS as soon as it started. So that was the nice. VHS. I remember I basically those days. ran into the ground. A VHS. You were like sitting there so many with times. your hand over top the record and the play button because you had to hit both <laughs> to get it. There's a little nostalgia trip for you. Now you had to hit what? both buttons. Complete with you're commercials. There. Yes. You're like every commercial. The commercial. Did you pause during the commercials? No. Oh, the I wasn't. That took. <laughs> You had to. I wasn't that dumb. You had to have faith in those double A batteries to be doing that kind of crap, man. Oh, I didn't use the remote. I sat. You sat sat right next to the TV. I was not, shall we say, focused enough to keep up with. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Amen. Xanax had not kicked in. That's right. We didn't have the old Ritalin back then. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe we did, and my parents didn't get it. <laughs> we were too poor. Yeah, I, I remember I'd bring out the old Magnavox uh, tape recorder and record my favorite lines, and uh, like from the movie, and just play them back because I was a nerd. <laughs> that is pretty nerd. Yeah. Wow. I'm a loser. <laughs> but yeah, that was no, my experience. Wow, cool, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's talk a little bit about, let's go and kind of do a round and room and uh, talk about, I mean, what stands out? I mean, all these years later, what stands out to you as uh, the the character, the scene, the theme, score, whatever, uh, that, that hits oh, you the most? My word. Or how he is ready to go. I love Luke's outfit. Yes. Yes. That is you was guys, so B.A. You guys in the all black business. Goodness yeah. sakes. You like the black figures on your shelf that you can't see. You mm-hmm. like the black Shadow you know, going to a funeral, Luke. Yeah. And this was the first time we got to see confident Luke yeah. yes. be that was as B.A. Yeah. as, as uh, you know, as that movie got. That's as B.A. Yeah, as he so got, I mean, period. Whole, <laughs> I mean, the whole yeah. the whole job of the hut scene. Yes. Where he's just, oh. I mean, it just, I mean, we're so used to whiny, screechy Luke from the first yeah, few films. We, no, we got grown up Luke. Yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, he wasn't going to Doc Tashi's for phosphates this time. No, not this time. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I think Luke's growth through the, that original trilogy is what makes, I don't know, maybe the new the, the sequel trilogy may be disappointing to me a little bit because I'm I'm not seeing that kind of growth right, in our no. main protagonist with Ray. Because you got you got very distinctive from a new hope to Empire yes. to right. you know But guys, only eleven minutes passed between Force Awakens and sure. Last Jedi. <laughs> you gotta see, we maybe, gotta see growth. You can't have character development problem. if you don't have time development. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's a problem. Yeah. Maybe maybe in the I last am- movie she'll she'll be all in black. And just like, yeah, be so See, if they did stuff like that, that would be cool as hell. Honestly, I would totally accept like 30 years. Of I mean, years old it's JJ. Ready. You're going to get Return of the Jedi, guys. <laughs> I, I kind of hope so. And Starkiller Base 2. Yep. <laughs> no, stop. We're no. rebuilding the planet. Not that it's the same no. thing, but we haven't put the no. dirt on it yet. <laughs> it's just magma. It doesn't even have to open. We started gathering all the rocks, and we're going to put the planet back. <laughs> I, I like Howie's idea. It's it's the exact same circular base, but covered in magma, so it's even more menacing. 
Red hot magma. No, I do. I love Luke's. You're right. And the, what, Luke's costume in this is just is amazing. And it's disappointing to me that throughout all the prequels and everything else that we've done, that there hasn't been a Jedi right. shown wearing those, that type of garb. Right. That's <laughs> I, a little yes. disappointing. Except to Anakin, in Papa's, maybe, in like, Papa's defense, he looked a little bit like a priest. He just didn't have the little white, the little white Hitler mustache on his collar. <laughs> he had the flap. He had the white flap. He did have the flap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he had the Captain Kirk flap. <laughs> but, that, but I mean, from beginning to end, Jabba's palace, and we get to see Lando yeah. and Leia, yeah. and then Han get unfrozen. Yeah. Leia and her Bosch oh, yeah. outfit. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, the and big the big surprise there. And when did I remember, we stop calling her Bausch? When did we Bausch? When did we start calling her a tool brand? I don't know because I just bought a Bausch <laughs> Bosch. A Bausch Bosch. Well, I didn't. Well, not just but, a Bausch um, Bosch Bosch. Then, then we get to see a freaking Rancor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, amazing. Geez. And then they droids s- getting tortured. Yeah, this is yeah, this is the beginning of the movie. And then they stabbed the Rancor with C three PO parts. Yeah, they <laughs> did. No, it didn't happen. And then we get to see Boba Fett fly off into a Sarlacc yeah, pit, right. and and with a Wilhelm scream. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, right into the beak yeah. monster. Right, right, guys. Yeah, beak monster. Yeah, that big beak monster. And we got Leia and oh, Sand Anus. Being a slave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know it's taboo, but... We did. We were were young. Young young boys. Forget the fact that she was a slave. None of us were... I don't think any of us were old enough to get any kind of weird fetish off that part of it. Oh, no. I think think it was just like, yeah, almost naked lady in a movie that I'm allowed to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's saying anything. I can look. (laughs) I know. Mom's not covering my eyes. (laughs) This is the only time I'm not going to cover your eyes. Drink it in, man. Drink it in. <laughs> All right, Garrick, anything? What's what stands out to you in this film? Oh man, how he t- said everything. The last scene between him and Vader fighting oh, under man. the catwalk. Oh man. I yes. mean that the, the his green lightsaber, his black, you know, outfit, oh. obviously. Oh. Like the green lightsaber is my favorite. Beautiful. By the way. Yeah. Of all yeah. time. I mean, think about it. Do yeah. you wish you could recapture the moment? Because it's it's hard to feel anything after, you know, a hundred or so viewings or more. But like recapture the moment when, you know, Luke has no lightsaber in this movie. Yeah. Starts movie starts. Ain't got no lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Yeah. And then he's standing out on the skiff. He reaches, you know, he throws out R2 the little two. He does he does the, the he does the Lando oh, yes. patented two finger salute. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, which now we have a backstory on that salute. And then R2 gets a signal and <laughs> flies up in the air, comes down. And you're like, oh, look what he's got. And then <gasps> yes. they come in green. <laughs> we have a backstory on that little yeah. slot in R2 as well. So that was yes, a- the the conversation that was had between uh, between the who was it? It was, uh, it was in the Thrawn book, wasn't it? Oh, no, no, no. I meant uh, the actual planning of that scene of Luke getting a lightsaber and where it came from are two. There's a there's a recorded conversation uh, between George Lucas. Who's the director's name? What's the director's name? Marquand, ah. Richard yes. Marquand. Yeah, him. And then I I want to say. I want to say Larry Caston, but I don't know if that's right. 
Yeah, I can't remember how much involvement Kazdan had in this. But they were sitting there talking about how to do this. And there's like, well, I got an idea. What if Luke gets his lightsaber? Like, yeah, but how do they get to it? He's like, what if uh, what if R2 has it? Oh, yeah, it can just pop out and you can like just shoot it over to him. And Lucas is like, yeah, bro. Like, <laughs> high five. They're like, <laughs> they're like, like, seriously, like just like riffing this stuff out. And it's yeah. just like, a, it's a short little snippet. But I remember reading that and I'm like, no, that's magic. I love that crap. <laughs> well, yeah. in the Thrawn book, I thought Anakin modified uh, R2 to hold his lightsaber in his dome. There you go. Yeah, yep. that's right. Mm-hmm. He did. There you go. Real quick, Ka- okay. Kazden did write this play, or the, did write the screenplay. Yeah. So yeah, it was the three of them, and it was Mark Wan's idea to go things about them. But then you hear as he's pitching, just hey, what if we did this? What if that? And then like Kazden's like, yeah, I like that. And Lucas like, you know, we could use this. And they're like, yeah, like, yeah, I want to be a fly on the wall. So <laughs> they need bad. to get I those read- guys together. Be like, uh, <laughs> what's that movie with the old? Old people that do astronaut stuff, but with writers, space cowboys. Yeah, they should do writing cowboys. <laughs> writing cowboys. Oh my god! We referenced some obscure film, but space cowboys. Yeah, All right, Charlton Heston. All right, right Corey. No. What's your? Uh, no, that one was. Uh, that was. Uh, that was. Uh, wasn't in there. Yeah. No. No, that was. Uh, that was Hawkeye, Two Face. Uh, what? Um, oh. Hawkeye, Two Face, uh, the, the the dude what hates Asian people in the movie in Detroit. Oh, Clint Eastwood. And, yeah, I get him confused. Yeah. And what's the fourth <laughs> one? You get them confused. Yeah, it's Clint Eastwood, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Yeah, All right, Corey. What's uh, what is your favorite takeaway from Return of the Jedi? I really do love the Sarlacc fight. Really? A lot. Yes. Um, mm. It was my favorite place set. I think my cousin had, was that a play set? Did my cousin have it? I remember shoving dudes through something. Other I know than, they had the skiff, but I don't know if they had maybe I Sarlacc Maybe I would just play with the skiff around Yoda's thing because it had the little quicksand foam yeah, that right. you could shove. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, yes. uh, I, I mean, I really, really, really love that battle. In fact, I remember. You know, after that, when Luke's like, all right, I'm hoofing it back to Dagobah, even though I love Empire, I was always like, no, everybody's together. It's cool. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, the whole film throughout, I mean, I I mean, even as a child, just like, all right, everybody's going to get together in the ready room. Mon Mothman's going to talk about dead both and some dude with a bad haircut and a mustache is going to come out and talk about shiz. And then Han's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm leading this thing because I'm crazy. Petrie loves that guy. And I look Crick's meeting. Mm-hmm. I love that scene because, you know, you know, you'd be whoever do it, be crazy. You didn't, you yep. know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then Han's like, oh, yeah, I'm the crazy guy. I like, I love yeah. Harrison Ford's face at that moment. Like, as a child, these are just people standing around talking. As a kid, I should have been bored. But first but you off, weren't. you weren't bored. It was a cool room on a spaceship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was that. All these weird aliens. Yeah. And there's like steps and benches and stuff. <laughs> it's like a lamp theater. That looks um, like a squid. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. It's squid man it's over octopus? there. Octopus? What is that? Um, but like, I, I just—I mean, there's not a lot of pieces. I—I I think it slows down a little bit when they get to Endor. But I'm a kid, and here there's a planet covered in tree houses. Oh right. my god! Yeah, <laughs> tree houses different. are the best. I—I I can't. Oh, I love the speeder bikes. So I was thinking, Ugh. you know, my my kid and I have a little Minecraft world we share, and I was like, and I've been planting these massive trees all around, so you know, use for wood. And I've been sitting there thinking, you know, I'm gonna get in there, and I'm gonna freaking build freaking Ewok village on these big damn trees. I'm gonna put all these like bridges every everywhere amongst trees and stuff like that. My daughter's like, daddy, I want to show you my tree hotel. I'm like, what? 
We log in. She had just done that oh thing. Oh my like, God. Night build these little walkways between all the trees. And I'm like, I love you, child. <laughs> you are my child. <laughs> you are. You are my spawn. And I shall keep you close always. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, there's a, it's hard. I love, love this movie so much. I mean, everybody knows my favorite movie of all time is Empire Strikes Back, but I freaking yeah. love Return of the Jedi right. so much. I'm with you. I am totally the with you. The speeder bike chase, which is the whole thing that always gets promoted as being the big technical marvel because they just made a steady cam and walked out in the woods. Yeah, right. In the red, <laughs> that, that Redwood was, For me, Forest. that was so iconic. Yeah. I mean, just, you the, got to the, the speeder bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Again, my. sounds so organic. Ben Burt, I mean, perfect. Oh, yeah. You know, all, you know, all the sound. And the gags. Way to go, Chewie. Always thinking with your stomach. Like, they were. <laughs> <laughs> they were. I believe they think I'm some sort of deity. To kind of go back to what you something that you said though about um, dialogue during the the big scene where they're talking, you know, about you know the uh, pending attack and all that stuff. That there was a lot of dialogue there. Actually, there's a lot of exposition in this film. Yeah, like from beginning to end because they had to explain a lot and wrap a lot of things up. And usually, that's kind of the kiss of death. I think sometimes. Um, in a movie if you do too much exposition, but for some reason in this film, it works. You want to know why? I can tell you why. Why? Because they pulled a lot of it away from the main plot and they stuck it on Dagobah. Sure. They right. extracted yes. it. Yes, right. So what they said, what they did, and I don't know if this was in their conscious minds or not. I like to think that writers are this brilliant. You know, and, and I'm not, I'm just saying I can only look at it after the fact, right? right? But what it appears to me is that someone said, we can't just keep doing that. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to have one conversation over here, and then we're going to have a follow-up conversation over here, and then the bad guys are going to realize it over here. None of that is going to be impacting this greater battle that's taking place because that's action. Right. And we don't want to slow down the action. We can pause that, right. the action and keep it separate right. so that right. people aren't getting confused and blending it together in their heads. Well, and so when you're watching the movie, you feel this like almost whiplash change in speed from scene to scene. But the scenes are so soft and so sinister, or you know, soft or sinister, depending on you know, Leia and Luke talking in the in the tree, uh, bright yeah. tree village, uh, to you know, uh, Luke and and Vader and the Emperor sitting there doing right. their slow talking, thing. Right. It, they all have such powerful feelings going, and and oh my god, amplified by John Williams' score, mm -hmm. massive. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right, like so, you're the whiplash is totally okay, and you're getting all these different kinds of messages because every single one of these scenes is gripping you and going, "You are right here, right now." Okay, now you're over there. I think you know to kind of ex expand upon what you're saying with the with the dialogue and the exposition. Um, I, I'm agreeing with you because I think it was done. It was done in a way that it was situational, like yep. conversation between Luke and Leia. I mean, you know, Luke's out there, you know, they have this, this, you know, plan going on and, and things are looking, you know, up for the rebellion and she sees Luke out there and it was just the right moment to go out there and have that exposition. Yeah. And even, you know, rewind back to, um, you know, Han being unfrozen and being thrown in a cell and re realizing Chewbacca's there. Yep. And just the conversation, it's just Chewbacca doing his Wookiee mm -hmm. talk. Yeah. And just that, that, you know, just, um, you know, Han saying, you know, Luke a Jedi, you know. Yeah. What? I'm out for a little while. Everybody yeah. gets delusions. Exactly. <laughs> I, lo I love that because yeah. it's just exposition, but it's well done. It's well thought out. Mm -hmm. It's not just. Because the character 
needs to have that explained to them because they've been gone. Yes, it right. makes sense that the conversation it place. would happen right there. I feel like most writers nowadays we just get the traditional like someone runs up just, next to somebody and next to a battle. What I miss? Yeah. Well, this happened and this happened. <laughs> oh man! And yes. then you get the bad guy monologuing. <laughs> this is how my entire evil plan came together. Comes together, yes, we get the right. evil plan from Yoda and Obi Wan. They've known all along, right. and they were lying or they were hiding right. it. The evil right. plan comes from the good guys. The mentors give you the evil plan, and you're like, what? By the time you get to the Emperor, the only thing he said, the only thing he monologues is, you know, oh yes, we're quite aware that your little buddies are down <laughs> yes. there getting ready to get squished. Your faith in your <laughs> friends, <laughs> you. and that's it. You know, you're like, quite now safe the power I remember. I remember feeling so angry when he was being so. Flipping with oh, that. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Trina. I'm like, you suck. <laughs> oh, cry for me, little baby. Howie. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Take your weapon, strike me down. <laughs> it's like he's playing with him. Right. So great. Let's hit on some of these characters here in a minute, but I want to give you mine, man. Oh. And I'm gonna cheat a little because it's a tie. Cheat. <laughs> Cheater. So the first part of this um, was already hit on a little bit. Um um, the whole scene with with Vader and Luke at the end. Oh yeah, and it's not just the the fight, um, but the dialogue between Luke and the Emperor. That moment, oh, yeah, the the moment where you know Luke has lashed out. You know where Vader says, "Oh, I'm going to go after your sister. <laughs> yeah. I can't get you. I'm sister. going after Leia." Sister, oh, which is so that's so blood curling even to this day. Yep. This makes my skin crawl. Look at him. Look at him. Yeah, Look at too. my goose pimples. <laughs> I got him just now. He realizes he has a daughter, and he's like, "I'm going to go after her. Fine." You can you can die here and now. And this after they had their conversation in the hallway <laughs> earlier, where he's like, "It's too late for me, my son." Uh, he called him son. <laughs> I mean, like he said father and son before, but he didn't call him son. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful moment. He's in there. But after Luke lashes out and you know cuts off his hand and is getting ready to strike him down, and the Emperor starts clapping and is like, "Yep, Ooh. this is it." Yeah, Ooh. and and. The the moment though the the pinnacle of this movie for me is when Luke throws his lightsaber down and says never I will never follow you I am a Jedi like my father before me that just oh that te- I tear yep. up every time yeah. I'm like and by Damn. father I mean that dude sitting right there on the floor looking pathetic <laughs> yes <laughs> guess what yes. that that thing all that culminated in this oh. right here bitch <laughs> come at me bro. I mean, as much as I love Empire Strikes Back, that moment for me is the culmination mm-hmm. of the entire saga. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and then that scene wow. follow, right after that, when he's, the, the Emperor's electrocuting him and you see Vader's mask, but you can see the comp, <laughs> com, he's compliment. Uh, he's thinking about uh, what he should do because he's looking back and forth and you can see like the emotion lighting. In his mask, poor David Prowse, all he can do is turn his shoulders yeah. back and forth, and <laughs> but it looks you knew so what awkward, was going on. You feel it, yeah. You feel yeah. it. And then the lunge, the lean back before the lunge, yeah. right? Yeah. Because every time I watch it, I'm like, is it this one? No, he's still gonna look. Nope. Is it this one? Nope. He's still looking. Is it? Nope. Oh, there, there, there it is. Because he does this lean back because he's gonna yep. throw his whole body yes. forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're like oh. Vader done had enough of this shit. Is this and then so Luke powerful. crying out. Father, no. please Father, save me. Yeah. My gosh, the, Daddy. those themes are so deep and so real and so powerful. Mm. Oh, 
So anyway, so then I said, like I said, I'm going to cheat here and I'm going to give I'm going to give my tie. Um, the other thing that I love, love, love about this movie up to this point, we had seen some space stuff and then we had, you know, we had the, you know, run on the Death Star and, and a new hope. But in Return of the Jedi, when the fleet comes out of hyperspace oh, yeah. and they realize it's oh, a trap oh, yeah. and you see hundreds of TIE fighters <laughs> yes. coming at them, you're like, TIE interceptors in formation. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wow. And all these- that space battle is amazing. Oh, to this man. day, yeah. I don't think oh, yeah. they've even recreated it with the other movies. With no, the prequels I would or say anything. Revenge of the Sith got close and then kind of sure. squandered it on buzz droids. And I, <laughs> no, I don't mean no, that as a joke. No, I agree. Because it I was agree. this big, amazing battle and their maneuver and they were doing all this stuff. And then it's a scene about buzz droids. Right. That's something uh, to, to refer back to my high school drama teacher <laughs> again. <laughs> they, you know, if something would happen on a stage during a scene that was distracting, he goes, what is this? a scene about a freaking you know uh, someone dropped a handkerchief a scene about a handkerchief that becomes a scene about buzz droid it becomes the, it ceases to be sure. the epic battle right it got close and then yeah. it squandered it this, no this is going on for uh, like along other scenes like other scenes are cutting in and coming back and it's still happening it's right big and it huge. was yeah big and huge and we got and a little bit with rogue one mm-hmm. oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah no yeah rogue one did a very that a ton yes yeah, so you're right that yeah rogue one is probably a close second now but but yeah, that still that battle to me because it was just it was terrifying because here's you know here's the rebellion coming out of hyperspace thinking they've got the upper hand and you know they're getting I, ready to I, yeah I love the fact that it was turned yeah well and the fact that they come out too and you don't see the tie fighters right away yeah and you can just see Lando and he's like something's not right I just love that scene where it's Lando's Lando's working it out in his head. Yeah. And he's like, pull up, pull up. Well, he's like, oh, those are too entirely too close. Those guys over there. We and, should and get then, some yeah. kind of reading one way or the other. Yeah. You know? And then they pull up and then the Empire's like, oh, they figured it out. <laughs> Open the main doors. <laughs> and then you see, you see these big, massive ships trying to turn and yeah like yeah like the fighters are pulling out and these like j- freaking calamari cruisers are just yeah. like oh, oh. Oh, i'm man. sorry mon kayla <laughs> man they introduced so many of my favorite ships to a wing b wing oh, oh, tie interceptor yes yes atst oh on the ground mon cal cruiser. i don't understand how you guys ATST don't think this is the best movie of all time. oh yeah, that's right never mind yeah but you uh, barely dude, see it. Trust me. I'm, <laughs> I know. I know. It's pretty badass. <laughs> Don't <laughs> pretty, get me wrong. Pretty dang close, man. Yeah. Yes, man. I, the, and you know what? I, I don't care what people say about the Ewoks taking down the Empire. Let's talk For about me, the Ewoks here in a minute. That that was one of my favorite parts. You it get is. these. It's <laughs> it's a huge theme, man. It's a huge theme. You get these underdogs who have no business taking right. people out. I mean, it's and the they're classic. Doing it. Here, here's the thing about Lucas and the Ewoks. For those who don't know, initially, how this was written on the in the script yeah. was that it was going to be the Wookies yep. mm-hmm. that were going to be participants in taking down the Empire, which mm-hmm. which would have been cool. I think to this day, that a lot of people cool, are yeah. like, "Wow, that would have been cool to if see." If it the Wookiees. wasn't like Ep two. <laughs> Right. (laughs) But I think and and this is where, you know, 
Lucas had to be creative because he knew that hiring a bunch of actors because they didn't have the technology back in 80, right. you know, 83 to be able to multiply all the Wookiees on, you know, yeah. so it looks like they couldn't have an army of thousands Wookiees, of Wookiees. And it would take so much. Like it was going to be too yeah. hard to do. A lot so of they tall had to dudes. pull back. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So they had to pull back and reassess. And this is one of those things where, you know, Lucas had to sharpen himself on, okay, we have limitations. What can we do to still make this great? Right. And, you know, even though I know the Ewoks are a criticism that a lot of people have mm-hmm. of that film because, oh, the <laughs> little teddy bears. But the the I totally respect the theme that he was going for. The theme is the David and Goliath theme. Once again, though, I would love to have been a fly on the wall during that conversation. Sure. George, we don't have that many tall people. That's going to be a lot of costuming. I mean... I don't even know. I mean, do you have any idea how much it costs to make the all the all the hair on Chewie's suit? I mean, how are we even going to approach that? And then George goes, "Well, what are we going to do?" And Mark Juan goes, "There's a lot of dwarves. We get a lot of short people. Let's let's pull it the other way. The yeah, complete let's let's opposite. let's flip it. We've got tons of short one, people that want to roll little one people. One Wookiee so costume would make of, like three. Yeah, right? I was going to say, and we can use like Muppet fur. It's way cheaper. <laughs> Which they are. They're not. They're not hairy. They're furry. Yeah." And so the costuming had to be oh just a ton easier and cheaper to do. So I understand I aside. understand the criticism, but I totally respect what they did. Yes, I mean I, they worked within the limitations, and I I love the theme. I love the theme that a primitive you know group of on their home turf. I'll never their, forget home turf. Home advantage. turf is pretty big. You know we're able to bring down the empire. I mean, well, that's and, pretty, and they those didn't bring down the empire. They, they brought did. Down they brought a, a regiment of, like right. of stormtroopers. <laughs> well, and who thought that this was no big deal? We got this, and so who were probably a little bit too right flipping about being able to take these guys out. Right. Yeah, they you got know, this giant I, space station and uh, the entire Imperial fleet, I guess, <laughs> orbiting the planet. They're like, the ground forces probably weren't, you know, uh, yeah. on, on Well, they point. probably didn't spend their, they probably didn't put their best squad down <laughs> yeah. there either. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. the Emperor does say he has a battalion of his best troops down. Oh, does it? Oh, to Luke. Right. he says that to Luke. But it doesn't matter because Corey's that was right. Marketing speak. Because <laughs> I mean, again, it's just you know they figured they had enough down there mm-hmm. because they knew that it was just a small band of rebels. That's they the had no thing. idea the natives were going to be. You only a, see a force to reckon with. You only see what twenty or thirty Ewoks, or that's the impression that you get. But you don't actually ever see all of them right there. For right. all you know, there's hundreds, hundreds of yeah. them in the, you know what I mean? In the, in the underbrush and stuff like that. So if you only limit it to the literal things that you're seeing, it's like, Oh man, they had like 12 buddies, but <laughs> I, I've never, I've never seen it that way. I've seen it like, okay, right. they got all the local tribes together and they said, yeah. all right, everybody, it's time to, it's time to get up and whoop TD these dudes. Yep. Whoop TD. Yeah. Whoop teeny. No, wait, that's not right. Yep. Yep. All right. All right, so I gotta I gotta back up a little bit and let's go back to let's go back to right after the Java scene when they're on home one and and they're planning the big attack and we see for the first time Mon Mothma is introduced as you know the leader of the rebellion. There's another woman in the galaxy. See, dude. Okay, and you're going exactly where I'm going. It, that we act like that. You know, in twenty. You know, in 2018, oh, for the first time, we love to pat ourselves on the back. That's what we love to I'm do. I'm just saying we, we want to criticize ourselves. Believe, we want to pat ourselves on the back. We don't ever want to actually look at what we've done. Yes. Yes. 
I mean, we want to believe that it's only been in the last few years that we've had, you know, female protagonists and strong female characters that we latch on to and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, hello, Mon Mothma. Hello, Leia. Mothma, yeah, I mean, Leia. It's just like, I mean, geez. I mean, yeah, here we got a senator slash princess slash badass. And now here we've got literally. Hey, remember the, remember the, remember the, the entire rebellion? Remember that guy with the beard? <laughs> yeah. Remember that guy with the beard? Yeah, he's not important. Here's the leader of the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. And she's a lady. And, and he, guess what? The head of the entire Navy is like a squid dude. And so diversity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, and uh, here's the Absolutely. thing. And, and actually, George Lucas, does, Lucas not only doesn't get enough credit for that. Yeah. But I, he's actually gotten criticism. I mean, there's criticism of him during the prequel area era of, you know, having, you know, racist things and this and that and everything else. And I'm like, well, I get that criticism. I get it. Yeah. But to, to say that the old prequels, that there wasn't enough diversity and all that stuff. I mean, let's go back to the fact that, you know, um, at, at one point during the script writing phase of A New Hope, the protagonist was a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke. <laughs> I mean, right? he was throwing around those ideas way early. Way earlier than other people were. Uh, yeah, I would say way early compared to industry compatriots. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I don't get that criticism because I feel like he was very, I mean, one of his main, you know, main characters from, from the first film, you know, Princess Leia, you know, was not just a pushover. She was not the damsel in distress. Yeah. She was not. Never was. Yeah. I mean, as soon as they broke her out of the cell, she's the one that got him out of it. <laughs> in that she's the one shooting stormtroopers. In, yeah. in that conversation I was talking about earlier where they're pitching R2 and the, holding the lightsaber and stuff like that, they're also like, uh, Mark One's like, hey, what if Leia takes out Jabba? And, <laughs> yeah, you're and, right. That, and Lucas, happened, and Lucas yes. is like, Lucas goes, yeah, he, she could just choke him out. <laughs> And I'm like, God it was dang, simple, these guys are awesome. It was a simple <laughs> conversation, yes. Uh-huh. Choke him out. So, I don't know. I don't know. That's just my little sidebar there that I, I just, I don't, <laughs> it's like diversity in Star Wars didn't just happen. It's not, I mean, it, you didn't have, you didn't have a 50, a 52, 48 split of men and women, supposedly, I, 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 you I know, need to, yeah, yeah, you didn't have, but I mean, what does, what industry do you go to nowadays where you get the exact gender split? You know what? There are but, certain, but, I mean, I, and, and the same thing with race. Why can't like we, that. why can't we view things in the, in the time frame that it was, it was created and right, produced? Right. I mean, but but my point is I'm okay with I'm okay with to a degree us reaching for like pushing things in that direction I'm not I don't like I'm it when we start retconning sure. stuff I don't like that well but I'm okay with moving things in that direction you know like okay first order sure. be whatever it is because it ain't the empire Year, times past right um but like. All the, all that stuff, I, I'm, I'm totally cool with. But yeah, going back and criticizing was it what it was then, especially criticizing the ones who were actually blazing the trail. I was gonna say, I mean, at that's the time, kind of, it's like, again. hey, 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 <laughs> you know, let's let's not let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. It Amen. was it was it was something. It was important. It was a cultural cultural touchstone. There were lots of little girls that looked up to Princess Leia, and there were lots of dudes that Princess Leia was the first badass lady that they saw whooping that much ass. You know, mm. I mean, she gets shot. She gets freaking shot, and then Han, like a dude, grabs her booby. Oh yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "No, nah, I'm good." Yeah, it just hurts. He's it like, all. "I love you," and he, she says, "I know, I know." Ah. And then <laughs> see what she, she did there. A, she caps an MF her right then yep. and there. Yeah. Mm. Get on that. Mm. 
Yeah. I like when he's uh, getting in the ATST and he's like, wait, I got an idea for they going to blow it up. That was awesome. Yeah. He had an idea. Yeah. Yeah, an idea. I like Chewy arguing with Wookiees. It's like eating porks. <laughs> or uh, Chewy arguing with Ewoks. Like eating porks. They're up in the ATSC and he's yelling at them. And they're like, neat buttons and stuff. He's like, no, not buttons and stuff. Stop, stop clicking buttons and stuff. <laughs> Quit touching things. So what Never let me use my computer again. What were you guys' uh, first reactions when it's we're right at the end and they're coming up to the ship, Luke and Vader, and he's wheezing. And he takes off his mask. Oh, man. Oh, man. The huge reveal. It's Hayden Christensen. I remember being in the movie theater. And I mean, I was so young at that time. I want to I see just, you with my own eyes. Well, I just, I never even oh, expected that. I mean, I, I suppose if I had been older, I would have expected to be able to see Vader. But so I, I just remember being in the theater and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to see his face. I don't remember the first exposure to it or the first time reaction. But I do remember at some point later going, Boy, his uh, the 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 yellow redness of his skin really cleared up. He's kind of gray and ashy. <laughs> the back of his head in Empire is all yellow red. Looks like the looks like the uh, clone, the half baked clone dude in uh, Last Starfighter. Well, he just got electrocuted, <laughs> man. Yeah, dude. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I guess I guess the yellow red all got cooked gray. All the ash <laughs> from his skin burning. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Actually, that is why I was justified his uh, him having like Morgan Freeman skin on his cheeks. But like with lines instead of dots, uh, was that he? It was like literally like char. Yeah, I mean, you know his, his cheeks are all craggy looking. Yep. Yeah. In my mind, it was just it was char from <laughs> yeah. the electrical. So yeah. no, I mean that was a huge reveal. I mean, you know, the big reveal obviously in Empire was you know that he's Luke's father. But in this one, we're like, I mean, we get to you know father and son see each other. Redemption. And yeah, the redemption. It's so moment. depressing because he just dies. Like, oh. Here we go play yeah, baseball. I just got my daddy. Wouldn't even get to play a catch. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. I, and I love, I love the line from Sebastian Shaw. I, what, no, what was it? <laughs> what was the actor's name? Not Sebastian Shaw. <laughs> that's a Bucky. Bucky. Yeah, that's Bucky. Well, that's close enough. It's he Sebastian. looks like a Skywalker. Yeah, Sebastian's Stan. Sebastian something. Stan. Oh, Sebastian. No, you got Shaw right. right. Shaw. Okay. Sebastian Stan is Bucky. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but the line, you know, when he looks at it, right before he passes, he looks at Luke and he goes, Tell your sister you were right. You were right. I mean, ah, oh, <laughs> so powerful, man. <laughs> but it is a weird thing to die. Tell your sister you were right. <laughs> it's like kind of weird. <laughs> you win the argument. <laughs> Tell that hoe she ain't got nothing on you. It's like, all right, Dad, let's well, not I divide mean, us in your to last me it was breath. More that there was acknowledgement and almost even, you know, I don't know, something that over his countenance that it's like, man, I had a daughter too. You know, yeah, I don't know. Like, just, you know well, yeah. I was convinced I couldn't change. I had a, I had a daughter. <laughs> and the last time we hung out, I let a droid stick needles in her. I feel a little <laughs> bad about it. Really? <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> True that. Yeah. True that. But yeah. Oh wait, no, we, they hung out. They hung out at Bespin. What too. a great moment. Yeah, I had a daughter. Last time I saw her, I froze her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> After I tortured him a lot. <laughs> After I tortured him. Yeah. <laughs> but even 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 the the score of the music during that moment when he passes, it just just the simple the the Imperial March on the piano, yeah. just the, yeah. the simple boom, melody boom, line boom, was Ah, I, oh my gosh! Very awesome. Very, and it hits that. It hit the the high note there. It's actually like a half step higher than it is in the Imperial March because it puts like a little bit of a like almost. Yeah. It, it makes the Imperial March more sinister, but also more sad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. 
Faux show. Faux show. Very cool, man. That's a good film. That's a pretty good film, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I like film. that film. That's a good film. <laughs> I am going All to say right. something controversial. I like oh. the special edition ending better than the original. I was going to bring it up and you are a butthole <laughs> dying of fire. I'm glad you did. Yeah, you oh. are a butthole dying I'm glad you like Peruvian pan flute. But I do. I, it's worse. Oh, I it's terrible. I love that song. No. Yub Nub. No, I hate Yub Nub. Yub Nub sucks. You don't like I want Yub Nub. Yub Nub, bro. Yub Nub is the Give worst. Yub Nub. No, I'm with Garrick on this one. I, I liked it because... I want Yub Nub with Coruscant shots and fireworks. Yeah. yeah I, I'll, I'll give you no, that. No, that, yeah. that last ending song was... It, I don't know. Just something about it, like the choral background, and then just the happiness, the music. Okay, can we uh, can we at least agree? Because I'm I'm staying with Garrick on the. Can we at least agree that of all the special edition, you know, editions from it was the least offensive. <laughs> it was to by far. Senses. It was by far the best in terms of. I mean, come on, dude. You no, had, I'm not going to give you that. Oh, uh, had, I've got three oh, what, words. What was I've better? Jabba's Palace? They were all terrible. <laughs> they were all terrible. <laughs> three words for you. Ooh, eat, day. That's all you need. Uh, special no, edition. Be not damn. the whole movie, Sorry. just that one part. Uh, yeah, on that, shot first. I'm That's the worst part. That end you're scene, right, like Garrick is talking about. You're right, Garrick. You're dead on because the music fit that moment perfectly. Yeah. Nah, no, no. Peruvian, Peruvian pan did. flute did not fit it that. It did not. It did. It absolutely It rubs me the wrong way. No more than the than big band swing worked in Jabba's palace, dude. I'm why sorry. can't you have both, man? Yeah. Why can't you just enjoy I don't want these either. for what they are? I don't. You want don't either. want either? Yeah, because you want to know something. No, I already knew the music that they celebrated with because it was the freaking Ewoks performing the music. Well, the Ewoks were in the movie Which for like the two most minutes. Sense. They were there. <laughs> this is the how whole did galaxy. everybody in the world or in the galaxy know they were all in that moment? They were all singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, it did. I will say. I will say it didn't, okay, that didn't but, happen you know, right I, there. That could have been glimpses of the future, man. I, I I just tripped onto this realization, which I will uh, I will allow an inch for Garrick and and Mike, which is you it, only get an inch. It would take a, a mile. It may, it's possible that it may have been a little confusing to a new viewer if you were getting yub nub and then cutting to shots from Tatooine and Coruscant, and you're like, why is Ewok music playing? Over these shots, like I and and also the technical difficulty of redoing the song so that it fits that expanded stuff was probably also yeah, a major why factor. Why couldn't they just add it at the end? Give us our yub nubs. I, yeah. They were playing. And be like, okay, we're playing drums on Stormtrooper hats. That doesn't even. make sense. I I just honestly, for me, it's I love yub nub, but it's not yub nub or over, over Peruvian pan flute. It's I didn't like Peruvian pan flute in Star Wars. I, I agree. I that's totes. what it comes. No, to. That was did. that was Padme's ghost playing her favorite instrument. <laughs> yeah, you like that? Man. Yes, uh, that's canon. Damn it! <laughs> it is canon. It's Padme Pan. Yeah. Yeah. We visited Naboo exactly. Scene. Hello. Yeah. Peruvian pan yeah, flute is a native Naboo instrument. Keep Everybody trying to convince that. yourself. Everybody knows of it. awfulness. And you want to know something? Here's another. Here's a little swing. I like Peruvian pan flute, you buttholes, mm-hmm. and I don't like it in Star Wars. You know what I also like? I like the new Sarlacc in the special mm-hmm. edition. You like Audrey Two Sarlacc? I like Part Two. Part D. Yeah. You like you like the Little Shop of Horrors yes, Sarlacc? I do. Yeah. Uh, I like I it. It was more you're, animated. You're I like, going a place I can't follow you, Mike. 
<laughs> Breaking my heart. <laughs> I like the animated tendrils, but I thought Beaky was absolutely needless. Yeah. Uh, a terrifying I, sand anus was enough to give me nightmares yeah. throughout my entire absolutely. life. Absolutely. I, I, okay, need, I, yeah. I didn't need, you know, I didn't need feed me coming up out of it. <laughs> All right. Where's Rick Moranis to sing right. to me? <laughs> I like that it burped. Oh that was gosh. funny. That is it did burp. It, all, right. it burped originally. Yep. yep. That was it was funny. In the Starlight, so, Starlight's yeah. burp when they eat. They yeah. eat. Also, I'm going to uh, let you know something. A uh, late 90s CG sucks now. So, <laughs> That's for sure. I'm going to side with 1970s George Lucas on this and say CG was not the right answer. But except he forgot that in yeah, the 90s. I'm, I'm fine with it, man. No. Totes. No. Yes. The Might only thing. Give me Harry, the only uh, CG Harry Potter flopping around like rubber on top of a troll. It, <laughs> Looks it just it doesn't look good. Not it looks look. it looks good to me. It's fine. It's all right. The only thing that is not fine. Mom's fine. The only thing that is not fine in Return of the Jedi Special Edition is the the new Jabba Pet songs. That was awesome. Oh. What about uh what about uh what about Boba Fett flirting no, with that's, a dancer? That's all part okay of the with thing. That. It's all part of the, I'm fine. It doesn't that. look right. Their makeup and the lighting doesn't look right. It's it, not quite it, right. You're right. It's amazing how not quite right it is. <laughs> Given the fact that they took Ula, the most beautiful woman on the planet, and she 30, 20, 25 years later right. looks exactly, it performs same. exactly the same. Right. Amazingly, everything else was a little off. Yeah. Other than her. She would, yeah. she nailed it. But like the costumes on those singers and stuff like that, it just, it looked like, gentlemen. It looked like it belonged in the fifth element. No, yeah, fifth element's awesome. Oh, snap. Ooh, Don't you awesome. besmirch the fifth it's element. It's not Star Wars. Are we doing a fifth element? It's not Star Wars, though. <laughs> it is. It was Star Wars during that time mm-hmm. where we didn't have Star Wars. Yeah. You know what? I, <laughs> that, is, I, that is way too much of a compliment to go handing out like that. I agree. Bro. Go, going back to, I'm back going on back board to with the Mike ending, again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> going back to the ending song, I think we need to hashtag uh, get our uh, viewers to... Our viewers, all Let the people us, watching us right now. Yep, our viewers. <laughs> the, our listeners. The three people on Mike's Periscope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let us know what you uh, what you think about the pan flute. Yep, yep, nub or Peruvian pan flute. We want to know. Yeah, special edition or original? No. What do no, you no, think? No, 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 no. This is specific to yep, nub or pan flute. Oh, because if anybody I says, know all the if opinions. anybody says I want special edition, knowing that Jabba's palace music and the the Men in Black monster was yeah. there. That's too much baggage. That is a wrong opinion. That's too much baggage right there. Can't it is. It is. Literally does the men in black thing and comes up and, and opens its mouth right in this camera angle. I mean, I know, that was awful. back when that's the bad. CG artists were, the CG directors were just jagging off all over audiences with, let me throw this right in your face because it's amazing looking. No, it's not. No, it's not. You could do that with a puppet and it would look better. 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 With a puppet. Look, I'm Everything's not, I'm not throwing out all of the special editions because I feel like a lot of those editions were just fine. You yeah. love the fact I feel like that Empire was yeah, on the shot way they last, cleaned up the Empire Hoth battle scene was really good. Yep, yeah. agreed. Yeah, and well, like yeah. it's surprising, well, the, uh, like the little things they did on that scene that you wouldn't notice unless you did a side by side comparison. I recently watched a video of the uh, the original launch of the X-Wings at Yavin 4 versus a CG launch, and I realized the CG one was too sharp. 
it was way too sharp and it looks know. it I looks like it. I don't like it anymore. I, I prefer the old the old kind of cruddy light, looking the little light things going up into the space. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the 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 special edition versions they're just it's just unnaturally sharp. There's no there's okay no camera depth. They're very flat sharp. Yeah, they're definitely flat. Yeah. That was that was a problem in uh Empire 2 when they're flying into Cloud City. Yeah. And the scenes with the CG scenes with the Falcon feels flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely mm-hmm. feels flat. Well, that's, that's why you just kind of, you know, you did your work and let it be. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like John Lennon said. No, I think he or needs to refine it every Elsa? few years. Paul that's McCartney. Paul McCartney. He can't now. <laughs> Ellie refined the Java scene in the New Hope a couple, two, three times. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> boogie. That's seriously the scene that you see on DVD now or, or Blu-ray is yeah. not the same one that you saw in a theater back in 97 yep. or whatever nope. it was. So <laughs> dude just couldn't get enough of that scene. Had to tweak it, baby. Had to keep tweaking that scene tweak that nobody asked for. <laughs> yeah. So we got we need a hashtag yubnub or pan flute. Pan flute. No. Star Wars mm-hmm. pan flute. Let's do it. I so mean, we need you guys to break the tie. Element. Well, having said that, I think it's time to tie this one off. Ladies and gentlemen, speaking of tie, Mike would love to gush on about ROTJ. The best movie of all time. In two two weeks, we're going to be doing the special edition versions of all these. (laughs) (laughs) I thought in two weeks we're doing episode one. I just assume we're going in order of release. We did prequels, baby. Yeah, we didn't break those down individually. We yeah. did not. We can if you want. All right, next next time, Caravan of Courage. Yeah. Yes. No, uh, <laughs> Christmas special. Holiday special. <laughs> oh, no. We oh, kind of did that, didn't special. we? Oh, no. That was someone else's podcast I listened to and felt the pain the whole time. <laughs> We're just going to watch an episode of The Clone Wars and break it down every... <laughs> every... Every frame. At this point, 3PO admonishes R2 for the 10th reason. Clone Wars, anyway, the movie. <laughs> won't you follow us on Twitter Ooh. at FlyCasual1138 where you can tweet us those sweet, you sweet hashtags and let us know your opinions. And when you take part in the conversation, we love to have you on board. As the kids say, run out wherever you get the podcast, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, wherever you're picking it up. Give us a nice review so we can reach more listeners just like you go to betterkind.com follow along click on the show notes maybe some of the links will work i don't know we're not good at this we're only what four years what's in? the link <laughs> i don't know that's uh you have to you have to put like uh h ref uh no it's something you do slash. you do do on the tweeters right mm. Mm. i don't know the further into the internet i get the less i understand how any of it ever worked to begin with so there you go uh but yeah, like mike what? What? Huh? What did I do? I'm not dissecting that image. I don't understand. In the meantime, I'm Corey. Over there is said Mike. 99. Over there's Howie. Yep. Mike. And also. Ah, uh, yes. Also Mike. Mm-hmm. 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 Ah, well, it's a quorum. It's a consensus. It's a unanimous. It's Mike Jelly. Yeah. Right. Gross. Oh, everybody loves Mike Jelly. That's kind of jelly. I'm not. I'm again. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm with Garrick. I can't. Smells like no. It's the best kind of like jelly. Root aftershave. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>